You are listening to Shooting Scoot, the Flames of Walk, Team Yankee, Fredriver Nation, Narm and Great World Podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 50mm wargaming with our tongues foaming our cheeks, our pants as flat to the ground, and our dice, often than not, failing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk and to shop online at Badfoot Hobbies because Hammy was absolute. If nice, nice your advice, then be sure to check out BreakthroughAssault.com.eu, a podcast sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot. If you want to pay for something you could get for free, you can now also become a patron supporter by following the link on the Breakthrough Assault blog. A one pound a month for your chance to also become internet famous. I'm Eddie Fez Turner, 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 broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England. I'm joined by my co-host Duncan Wrongbreach Gosling. I've just stuck my fingers together with plastic glue. I think I might be part of the problem. Are you a Cylon? I don't. I don't know. I'm like. I know we got to cut down plastics generally, but that's quite worrying. Lawrence of Arabia, Parnell. <laughs> Kill them all. No prisoners. Bloody hell. <laughs> well, well, welcome to the Middle East. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to episode 62, the one before warfare. Lee, what are we talking about tonight? Well, tonight we'll be talking about um, what we've been painting in Faces Bases, what we've been playing in Noose in the Front. We'll then be going over our top five Shermans. We've uh, top five sometimes for a while. Um, answer our patrons' questions and also answers, and then we'll talk events and shoot and scoot. Exactly. Yeah, thrilling. Five and a half hour podcast. Yep. <laughs> well, it should be quick because I have neither painted anything since the last podcast or played anything since the last podcast. It's, um, so. it's a bit like the Blues Brothers, brothers isn't it? Just nothing really happens, but it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, so no, I was thinking about the line of you know we got what is it fourteen hours to go or something. It's two hundred twelve miles. That's it. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack yep. of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Yep. Hit it. Yes. So, Duncan, <laughs> what have you been painting? Nothing. I had a break. Whoa, whoa, a break. whoa, 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 whoa! Sweet child of mine. Oh no! Yes, yeah. we've got to. Internet famous. Yes, yeah. internet famous from last episode. Uh, Geoffrey Hill. Thank you very Geoffrey? much. Geoffrey. Well, it's Jeffrey Hill, but is it? I had enough rum to mispronounce it. So, Geoffrey. Okay. Uh, Who's thank- Geoffrey? A Patreon and giving us some of your money. Thank you uh, so much. Yeah, yeah. We to figure out what we're going to do with that, don't we? I was going to say, I know what I'm doing. Um, well, I'll I'll made us for Christmas. So what? There, there is, there is, um, there is a Spitfire up for sale, six oh eight, which is Norwegian colours, which looks very nice. Then all the same people. Eddie, what are you got. going to do with the Spitfire? Well, look, wait a second. All right, I know it would be selfish because it was just a one seat aeroplane, so. Um, one of the world's only airworthy um, twin Mustang has been put up as well, um, which is like make an offer. So I reckon if we pulled all of our Patreon money, we make an offer. Can we can we shake down the sofa and everything as well? The, the breakthrough assault that sofa. Yeah, I think I think we might have to. Um, oh, what, why are you doing that anyway? Why don't you just get Mark three D print you one? What? <laughs> oh, that's the future. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. What scale do you want this in? One to one, yeah, please. Exactly. I've got enough <laughs> filament. What? What? Twin, twin fuse. <laughs> World supply of resin goes into one to one scale twin twin fuselage mass. I mean, just just in the bottom, the bottom, the um, Barbados. Barbados? Barbosa? Barbosa. I'm going to shut up. How many drinks are you in, Lee? Yeah. I'm on the second second do bar. If I if I could take it, I'm going to What did you bring back from duty free? I'm just. I'm just wondering. I'm asking for a well, friend. The buy duty free was was as disappointing as it always is because <laughs> <laughs> take nothing unless, home. unless you want cigarettes, it's rubbish. It is. 
Oh. So it's not That's disappointing. Like Almost like the country doesn't drink or something. Did you do inverted commas then at all? Like air quotes. Funny. I would have done, but I'm, I'm busy. Mm. I've got hobby tools in my hands. I learned the air in a couple of days. What, what Dubai was good for was sitting was um, playing around with a KA-52 Hokum, so that was quite cool. What's that? They're, um, Russia, the Russian and um, helicopter, the side-by-side seating, the contra-rotating road. Oh, those ones? Mm. Is this a plane thing? It's a plane thing. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, blah, I feel better now. Plane thing, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Like <laughs> Team Yankee, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Wah, 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 Ukraine. Wah, wah, anyway. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been painting, Duncan? <laughs> I feel yeah, like... I've not been paying anything. I'm on, a, I'm on like a Putin watch list now. This is going to be, this is impressive. Um, no, never, never go on Putin's watch list. No, I know. <laughs> Wait, it doesn't, you don't last very long on there, though, do you? It's and not really a watch have, list. Uh, in Moscow. Yeah. Um, I haven't painted anything. I've, I've just been assembling some bits. So I've got, I'm starting to assemble my, the rest of my mid-war American. So I've got some M, M10s, so expensive M10s to assemble. Right. And I've got the other half of the ARP. So I can have a full armoured rifle company. And then um, some leads to assemble, so getting all everything ready for a bit of mid-war. But yeah, I got everything ready for um, for warfare, and I kind of had a bit of a, ugh, a bit of a yeah collapse. Um, but I, oh, the other thing, only other thing I did get done is I undercoated um, all of my IS. So yeah, they haven't got any further than just the white undercoat, but they're at least um, base coated now. I've actually nearly. I've actually. I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but I've nearly painted uh, everything that I set out to paint this year anyway. So I've, I've not got. Let me let me double check the the records. So I think I set out. I think I'd set out to paint because I've got a yes no. So I'm seventy eight percent complete on what I'd um, painted, or what I said I was going to paint. That's pretty good. I'm pretty feeling. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to get to hundred percent because the problem is that that's all fine and dandy, but I've painted um, more than half of the stuff that I shouldn't have done. So if I'd have just focused on painting what I said I was going to paint, I'd have painted it all. Oh, yeah, that. but Is I didn't. Because you're, you're applying the, the Fez logic to do everything. everything. Um, no, I think it's probably because I, I got just got sidetracked. I sidetracked myself. But um, no, I don't know. I, I, sorry. Fez logic at all to sidetrack? You. No, no, absolutely not. Well, I got actually Mike sidetracked me. It's Mike's fault. Paying up a load of Germans that wasn't painting, not planning on. He used the schedules. He can't complain. No, I know. Well, I can, I can complain. He just he's the schedule, so there's, there's not really much of an argument. <laughs> it pulls now, them really. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the uncaring, uh, the uncaring schedule. What's that? No, don't do that. <laughs> um, and also the the Battlefront had the temerity to release the um, uh, R35s, so they ended up getting painted, didn't they? So again, didn't uh, they weren't even they weren't even on the horizon this time last oh, year. This... Once you're painting Dunkergelb for their um, yes, yeah. correct for the um, hundredth uh, boot uh, Panzer the training I can't remember what they're called now, but the training Panzer division yeah. uh, division brigade in um, Normandy. But yeah, we're gonna have to have a recap show coming up because it's nearly that time of year again. It is, yeah. Uh, oh, the year recap. Time for the Christmas quiz. Oh <laughs> yes, I nearly made yeah. one episode. Well, I think we're going to have to do that again this year. I mean, if, we might have to put a shout out to people. Do they want it? Do they want a three-hour rambling quiz show again? Maybe we can uh, hoodwink Coxer and Ben to come back on as special guests. Yeah, I mean, it, well, I think actually, I'm... no, they're not special guests, are they? They're just guests. There's nothing special. Well, they're special. They're just special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, we could um, we could do that. That was quite a good fun last year. Was it I last year? That. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I can't even remember now. 
Seems a long time ago. Pandemic thing has messed everything up. Time doesn't mean anything anymore. Like literally doesn't mean anything anymore. It seems to be going really weird. I know. I know time's relative. Thank you, Einstein. For sure. Exactly. There's something weird going on. It's like I was saying to Lee, like Babylon Five's appeared again. Like I thought that was done, but no, remake that. Different story. Nah, don't worry about that. No one will remember. I remember. <laughs> Lee, have you painted anything? Um, I think the only thing I've done since the last podcast was finish off the Panzer Four Seventies. Oh yeah, very oh, nice. The flat I think, yeah, I think I was painting them during the last podcast. So since then, I have finished them off. But anyway. I, I picked. I picked one up today and noticed I hadn't done the yellow dots on one side of it. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's the, they're hand-painted, weren't they? They're, oh, no, they fa- probably weren't, they're actually. They're, they're factory actually, applied. Actually, actually, I guess, I guess <sighs> the slave labour made them miss the dots on this one. So that's, yep. that's my story. I'm going to stick to it. But um, oh. Yeah, you definitely painted them this time last, like, last podcast because I think there's this going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Which I just probably... thought it was just you getting on a bit and it just falling out of you now. You know, you get to a certain age and muscles relax. And <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I never, I never airbrushed during the actual podcast. But I no, I <laughs> no, you don't. You're very good with that. You're very yeah. good. But yeah, I think that's probably what I got. So I got, I got five Panzer Four Seventeens painted, so I can now do like a proper Panzer Brigade forces and Panzer. They are properly scary. They're properly scary tanks. Or tank destroyers tanks? Well, a kind of, I mean, they, the Germans sort of class them as tanks, but obviously they do get used as tank destroyers as well. They don't want to be tanks, though. But they're not really a tank, though, are they? No, exactly. yeah, they, they but, they, but it's bizarre, cause they, don't get, they don't get called a Jagdpanzer. It's already a Jagdpanzer IV. They don't get called Jagdpanzer. They got called a Panzer IV 70, like they're meant to be a tank rather than a tank destroyer. It's a bit weird. Did Speer, like, just forget to add a turret? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is weird. Why, I wonder why someone must know that. Someone must know the story. It's Battlefront models. The the only thing I'm sick of now with those German models is the crew. It's the same that same yeah crew sprue every time. I I would I would actually give my left nut now for a new crew sprue for the Germans. I wouldn't actually Battlefront before you know just in case anyone's listening listening. But um, uh, would I? To be honest, I think they're making the little sprues, the small scale sprues for. Stuff like um, what it, the jeeps and things. Yeah. If they did a multi-crew like, alternative sprue, they had like you know alternative sculpts for each of the four main nations. Then artillery, generic artillery bod. I, I think the German ones is great on me more than any because it's been the same since Desert. So since the very release of V4, it's the same sprue. Yeah. And I know that's true of every every nation, but I just think the German ones just like got to me because. It is that like all of my tanks now irrelevant of the period of like from nineteen. Super tall guy. Mm. <laughs> it's the guy, guy with helmet. Yep. You very rarely use because it's not right here. Helmet. Helmet. The helmet. helmet. Yeah. So what? What I think is, usually it's not to sprue. Just put a crew figure on each sprue. I know. I know. You obviously, that then get repetitive each tank. But if if a panther has one kind of crew and the, and the, no one crew figure and the panther has. Yeah, it doesn't mix it up. So you got the cruise fit sprue as well, but then yeah, so, so yeah, I don't know take... if they, I don't know if this, uh, how much that impacts the actual molding process. Oh no, this is this is pure spitballing. I mean, it's probably uneconomical to do more than one, but I just I, I'm yeah. at, I'm at a stage now. <laughs> where uneconomical like, to, to do World War Two scale miniature war games, but it would well, be absolutely. nice. If it was like a, like you say a mid-war German cruise sprue, it had like like that appropriate ones with rolled up sleeves and that kind of thing. Well, it yeah. does make me feel. I feel a little bit happier, not happier, but a little bit 
the, a glimmer of a ray of light, you know, of hope in terms of the fact that they're doing the bulge winter stuff is direct order metal. Yes. So if they're going back into having some metal casting facility, then the, the, the mould process for that and getting some of our favourite sculptors to make you know, fresh crew sculpts shouldn't be overly onerous. No, I just want some, I just like some variety. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is, is, is yeah. now, that's a possibility. Oh, well, not in plastic, but, you know, just as a metal. I don't, yeah, I don't care if it's plastic, metal. Right, all the line. Uh, rubidium. Uh, Uranium two three two at this point just unobtainium. Of, yeah unobtainium exactly uh, vibranium I think <laughs> that's what Ann Summers used um, but yeah just 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 some just something different uh, I mean Americans get <laughs> a bit saw, like that now I saw someone on Facebook and somebody made a, a water dispensing machine it was H two O they'd written for you they'd done the four in the same subtext and they oh, no. heard a chemist say please for the love of God don't drink you, yeah, you don't drink that. Or dihydroxide. No. <laughs> that's that's some very poor marketing at that point, isn't it? Do you want some of this love, water? No, no, no. I love the bubbly taste as my teeth. Yeah. yeah. Look, look, my teeth glow. Oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> that was the um, I think that was radium, wasn't it? Yeah. The radium factory where they were painting watch oh, faces, yeah. and they were the girls were, that were doing it would actually paint their teeth and go out on dates to the cinema and go, look, my teeth glow. I was told it was all totally safe, nothing possibly bad. Exactly, it's all safe, it's fine. But, um, sorry, we've gone off on a mad tangent now, but yeah, some some cruise brews, please. We never do cruise brews, cruise brews because they're the same on the tank destroyers as well. I didn't realize that they're the same tank crew for the American tank destroyers as there are for yes. the tanks, which is quite clever. And hats off, it's clever. And, and I thought that would really detract from it, but actually, you don't see that much because it's just the, the, it's just the head, yeah. yeah. Just the yeah. face and the helmet is all you really see, so that's really. I, I've got uh, no problem with them ha- uh, like having. I think Lee's right. If you could buy a pack of just extra crew, like as a direct order item, and you got a pack, a, a crew sprue for I don't know each of the major nations for each of the, the periods that we got, so late in mid war. So that's eight crew sprues. I yeah. buy it. I know it's a bit redacted, like redundant in terms of well, why are you doing that? You've already got the crew, but I think I probably would just to go. Well, For the serious collector, you'd, you'd you'd direct order it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just be like, yeah, no, I'm getting you know two of those for each nation. Thank you very much. Yeah, why, yeah. why wouldn't you? I, I just it's one of those things where again, like we're all collectors in a way. Yeah. So you know, having a it's bit a of part of Yeah, I think it's fine. There you go, dear Battlefront. <laughs> if I could have one thing for Christmas, it would be. That's really sad, isn't it? Around. <laughs> You'd call it wow. the cruise through catamaran. Yeah. Cruise through. Yeah, like the amount of money raised buys um Pete a new boat. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Through catamaran. <laughs> Absolutely cool. But obviously, that's yeah. that's what happens to all of our hobby money. Yep. He's going to need a bigger boat. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, what um, are we talking about? Trying to, well, what have you painted? I'm trying to think. Oh. What, 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 have you painted, what, what have you painted? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm trying to think. The last podcast was what two, three weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago, I think. I think. Yeah, we, we got a week just before I went out to buy. I don't think I've actually picked up a paintbrush. Uh, what about some clippers? Other than my little Necromunda gang. Oh, okay. Which I don't know if I had I, I painted some Necromunda gangers. I don't know if I said that last episode or not, but I've also built no. a couple. There you go. So I've done some non Flazer War 28mm Necromunda gangers. I was supposed to do. Um, the last bit of my warfare army today. Oh, Eddie. 
Well, it's, so I've got I've got the fifty k. Oh, Eddie. <laughs> and part of me is putting off doing the fifty k. They're just going to snap off. You all know it. They'll last. I, I last event. They didn't even get them out of the case. They were really broken off. So. Oh, what, um, why, what, why do you say we can put off for the day before the tournament? Uh, well, right? yeah, there is that element. I'd be sad if I was all finished and everything's ready. Would you? Yeah, I'd have nothing to do. Uh, um, okay, I, 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 I can, I can already <laughs> feel bad vibes. Just bad, bad vibes. We shall see. I mean, everything's, everything's. I don't feel upset with this army being on the table. I'm sensing a butt. Sorry, I'm sensing a butt. There was like a pregnant pause. No, it's just, just not even that. I just don't feel like, you know, they're, they're, I think they're, they're perfectly adequate for tabletop ready. You know, there's 101. It's, it's that kind of thing. Where there's 101 other painters out there who are way better. So putting the effort in for a best painted army, don't really have the time right now. So, meh. That's defeatist talk. It is. I know it is. I've just realised that. As soon as it came out of my voice, out of my mouth, I was like, um, yeah, dear, dear. we will see. Okay. I turn up and you know bought the wrong figure case. Yeah. Yeah, Dak. <laughs> just sitting there, just sitting there using fifty cal, spare fifty cal to paint with, like he did. Uh... Oh, that would be that would be brilliant though. I just like the idea if you bought the Dak, you bought Dak to a late war gunfight. <laughs> <laughs> and the Marders still win. Yeah. <laughs> the the, the Marders still undercosted. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. So have we played anything? I have. I've played a game. What? Have you played the game? Fun. It wasn't fun. I didn't say that. I, I said oh. I played a game. Played. <laughs> I watched. I watched T-34s explode. Were they your T-34s? They were. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. I, I played Luke's Warfare list and it's Panthers. And actually, you know, do you know what kills T-34s? <laughs> the, the, High velocity seventy fives. The tank that was designed to kill T-34s during the war. Exactly. Yep. And it does Did it remarkably well. You some historical accuracy. Um, yeah, it was it was it was a hard fought game. It was counter attack, um, and what happened? So I, I we rolled off to see who was attacking because we both took the attack attacking stance. I had my warfare list, which was the forward company, mm-hmm. and Luke had a panther company, which was a HQ of two panthers, three panthers, three panthers, three Panzer fours, and then the fl- quad flak. Um, wagons, just two of those, and they were all. It's all SS as well. Oh, okay. But say, how did you get ambushes for us? Yeah, yeah, it's all SS. Um, I think he's working on the premise that it doesn't matter if you get hit if your armor ten at long. If you're panther, yeah, 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 exactly. So, which is fine. Um, but he also had some Panzer Grenadiers. The only thing he's missing in his army, by his own uh, admission, is artillery, um, because you just even even with SS, you can't. You have to make a, a choice somewhere. Um, so he's got the the recce and the uh, AA because the AA is, AA is in formation. Yeah. Mm. So his formation is actually it's brittle in terms of the units themselves are only three strong, but there's there's quite a lot in the formation. Yeah. Um, but it, he he again he looked and went ah oh, no I've got to put three units in reserve. So that's another downside is that because they're that bit cheaper, you had to put a Panther unit, a Panzer four, and the um, and the uh, AA in reserve. See that's so, why he'd be better off moving. The Panther from his HQ yep. into one of the platoons to get a 40 point. Um... Correct. Yeah, we talked about that. It's a bit late for it now, unfortunately, because the submission yep. date's gone. But yeah, because we were saying that you said that you put them originally in the HQ because, you know, you can't break an HQ. So you've got obviously two Panthers that it doesn't matter if one carks it. Um, but yeah, it's it's not ideal in that sense. Um, 
but yeah, also, so he actually deployed. What did he deploy with on table? Because he had an ambush. Oh, it's just the HQ and the Panzer Grenadiers. And that was a bit scary because the Panthers then ambushed <laughs> one of my T-34 platoons and just absolutely kicked the snot out of it. Um, I think he <laughs> shot six times and hit five on a unit of four T-34s, two of which then immediately blew up, two then bailed out. And I got extremely lucky in that both managed to get back in before um, I had to take a test for them. Um, but they, that was just the, the the way it seemed to go, is that um, the Panthers almost killing... When they could see things, they were killing them. Um, yeah. My boot... my uh, what do you call it? The, the Stugs, the decoy platoon, um, and the other T forty thirty fours got uh, started dueling with his HQ, and they lost that because I couldn't. I couldn't quite. I tried to blitz a number of times. That whereas if I could have got the extra four inch, I could have got side shots on. Um, you know, a side shot on the Panther, but just taking them on the front so such hard work because you know if you if you're not within sixteen, um, you're fishing for ones. Yeah. So you can't really do it. Um, and the Stugs are even worse because they're like, oh, I'm, I'm AT-11. And the Panther goes, meh, well, okay, cool. You're going to bail me out. Oh, well, I'm also SS. So I'll just jump straight back in. What yeah. do you do now? Uh, but no, it was, it was, it it did swing back a bit because the stars for me were the SU-100s, which I actually, <laughs> believe it or not, I deployed them in a wood. <laughs> seems quite Across five, yeah. So, so. Exactly. Oh, no, no. Logs. No, no, but there was a reason for it because the wood was in the center of my deployment zone and it actually meant that they could, I could do them in like a little fan shape and they essentially were covering like a 32 inch bubble of you can't go here if you're a panther. The only thing would be better if it was a cornfield. No, it would have been better if it had been a wall or a hedge, but yeah, I mean, it was <laughs> it was one of those things. Where, but I was also doing the eddy trick to get them out, which was blitz on a three plus, try and blitz out because I left them right on the edge. So if I had a blitz, them, I essentially got two goes of getting them out if I did need to. And they did eventually get out. You know, they weren't they weren't terrible. But I mean, they absolutely murdered some stuff. You know, they've only got one shot each. But if they hit you, they just turn you inside out. Um, and he got away with it. I, I think I hit one plus three with two shots, and I killed one, and I bailed the other one out on a one. But if I'd have killed that second one, that platoon would have been essentially, you know, constantly rolling on the last stand check. Which, yeah, yeah it's a three plus, but essentially it's going to fail at some point, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I lost that. But they're actually quite scary. Like panthers aren't aren't to be sneezed at. It's just you know if they if you can keep them from being shot too much, like they just do a job. They really do. And like and killing median armor is well within their um sweet spot, oh, yeah. frankly. Like I say, like I say every time, the, the problem the panther is not as bad. It's just it's overcosted. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the SS got a little bit around it, but it's still mm. it's still tough. Because like like Luke was saying, you know, it doesn't take it. It make, you basically you have to play faultlessly with them. Because if you lose one, that platoon starts getting really nervous, and losing a panther will happen under weight of fire at some point. But um, but yeah, it was a good it was a good game. It was a good test. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I just got to be. I think I've got to be a little bit less gung ho. But I was trying to overwhelm him before his reserves arrived, so I was being gung ho for a reason. But oh, yeah, it, it was a difficult one. To... That comes down to reading the um, board, really. Yeah, I made. I did make a mistake. I deployed one of my platoons of T-34s to t- to go with the Stugs and go and occupy his HQ on the other objective. But I couldn't win till turn six, so there wasn't much point in dancing around over there. I could have just, yeah. I could have just um, actually turned around and gone. Now I'm going to put my second platoon of T-34s with my first platoon and go and overwhelm this side, and then had that breaker unit of SU-100s just waiting, you know, yeah. to, almost just daring them to come across. But, you know, that's that's the first, I think that's the first time I've played them, or second time I've played with the Russians, so when, they'll get there. Yeah. When are the reserves turning up? 
Where are they turning up? Where yep. do they be? I'll t- tell you what, though. They don't have shift. He was terrified by the fact that T-34s dashed 20 inches cross-country. They are mm-hmm. quick. They were up and at them. Like, if he'd have flubbed that roll, the ambush roll, that would have been, you know, bad news. Very bad news because they were right on top when he did yeah. it. He, they were, he, it was, he had to put them in cover just to get a shot. And if he didn't, have, if he hadn't have ambushed, then I don't know where he was going to ambush from. So you know, it, there's there's pros and cons. I mean, it's, it is what it is. I mean, the T fours at some point you've got to commit them. Um, but yeah, that it was it was a bit of a cut on the mouse. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like I said it was just a bit of a tough learning curve with the old Soviets. Kind of wish I played the... more games, to be honest. Funny enough, before I put my list in. No, never. I know, I know. Be, it's almost like, you know. You've got five games coming up to play in. It's her sign, you know. It's, exactly. Yeah, yeah. By the end of the exactly. event, you know how you should have played the first game. <laughs> exactly. And then, I'll, and then I'll go, these are rubbish. Don't like playing them. Throw them in a box and then get, go on, move on to something else again. Because so, <laughs> that's, that's how we roll. That's how that's we roll. How, just how we roll. That's, that's the stupidity, yeah. I want to be good at this game. Are you going to try and practice and get good at it? No, I'm just going to sulk. All right. <laughs> But yeah. no, it's, it, I think next year I am going to try and do what we said we'd do this year, which is pick a nation, pick a, you know, pick a period almost, and then go, right, I'm going to try and play this. This will be my competition list. Yeah, that's what and I'll every be time doing. I, And how's that working out for you? Uh, great. I played all of, like, two games of them. Yeah. The yeah, same like as said, like a rivalry list, basically. Maybe next year. Maybe next year that will happen. Maybe. Oh, that'll be fun. That'll be a fun New Year's episode, is picking out it war event army. What, from a hat? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. oh man, that could go badly wrong. That would be a hilarious Wheel of Fez fortune. There you go. You submit of... five armies, then we spin them. Well, I think you'd, you'd have to have a late war and a mid-war one, because there'll be mid-war tournaments, I imagine, at some point. But I think we've sorted that, actually, because of Dak Dak go, goes forth. Goes forth. We, we've already committed, I think, to doing different things for that and what have you, so that's um, that's. I'm not doing go. any of the two armies I've already got built and painted. No, 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 I'm doing tablets, aren't I? You're doing Italian motorbikes because you're a lunatic. Well, that's because, as well, I found a NATO video um, about the Monday Bazaglieri. Bazaglieri. Bazaglieri, who still yeah. has on their hats. Of course they do. Which is awesome. I love it. It's poor, it's a, poor. It's a camouflage. Poppers. Now it's just to have feathers. Yep, tradition. So, yeah, that was my game. That was my game. My disappointing game. Yes. Oh, it was disappointing. It sounds like you learned a lot about it. Oh, I did learn a lot. I kind of wish I had a, a Sturmovic. No, I didn't. I, that's just a lie. I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. It, it, you wish you had a Sturmovic until you work out how many points it costs. It's not that expensive. It's just it's not very good at doing what it should do. But it's fine. I'm I'm all right. I'm 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 at peace with my decision. I'm fine. I mean, having a Sturmovic would give you one more thing to be disappointed with in your force. You know, sir. Or when it didn't turn up at all. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, Eddie, Eddie, have you played anything since the last podcast? I don't think I have. All right, so it's just Duncan. Warhammer World. Okay. Have I told you about Warhammer World? I thought we talked about that last podcast. We did, we did talk about that last time. Yeah. Yeah. Time, is, time is meaningless. <laughs> um, right. Well, yeah, no, no games. And I was obviously off selling myself in sunny climbs. So, top five Shermans then. We're going to do yeah. top five again. That's what I was supposed to do. Oh, God. No, I've got a list. It's fine. I just haven't finalised it. This, this is why I checked. This is why I said, are we definitely doing this, Eddie? Yep. Yes, we definitely are doing I, it. I've definitely I could got a list. This happening. I could see this happening. I foresaw, I foresaw it. As told in prophecy. <laughs> As foreseen in prophecy. It's, uh... <laughs> I've got a broken bazooka. So who, who, whose idea was this, anyway? Um, I, was, I, I, I 
was just going top five, and then obviously we've been fixated on Sherman's. So I was like, well, let's just do top five Sherman's. So as always, we've seen whoever gets the most unique unique choices will win. Basically, is what oh. I'm also this year. Is that what we did? Something fun? I just put my top five to Chairman's now. Oh, yeah, but, that's fine. Right. We, we always need a baseline. Yeah, yeah. But we always have a thing. It's not really a competition, but it is a competition. We turn into a competition. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I've been hamstrung here. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I think because I mean, there's like six miles, six miles of Sherman's. So you know, it's a someone's going to win this one by, by one point. <laughs> well, no, because you're going to you're going to do sneaky things. Like oh, I I, I refuse to believe that. I've yeah, you no, will. I've got. I can. I can assure you now. As I said in the bar last night, I have no crabs. Well, uh, also, <laughs> you have got form for this, though. I've, I'm still psychologically scarred by the twenty-five pounder edition of this. <laughs> so, I'm just saying that you have. You have uh, got. You know. I find have, this it, podcast moment. Yes, it is. It is in your mo, and I didn't even tweak that as well until we got to the end. Wait a minute. You had no idea how hot it was to keep a straight face, you know. <laughs> <laughs> And rightfully so. That is your crowning achievement. I think was, you should get a t-shirt or something phenomenal. like that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Not even... Do you know what's better than a 25-pounder? Five 25-pounders. Five 25-pounders. And no one saw him coming. 8.8 centimetre field gun. Let's go. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so let's go first. I, I think Eddie, Eddie should because he's not got a list. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. Punish the week. So the first question I have is... Why are we doing this? Sherman. Right. Do we mean actual... As in Sherman Tank Sherman. Yes. Do, do you mean? Um, the, are you talking about the chassis? Because if you say M12, I might have to kick you. Rapidly, rapidly deletes <laughs> yeah. M12. M12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was going to happy. I was going to be happy with things based on the Sherman. I thought I was just discussed at doing like Ben Sherman T-shirts or something like that. Yeah, so. Oh God. Yeah, but the M12 is a Sherman chassis. Yeah, yeah I'm, Sherman. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. So, you, so yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, you've, you've mellowed all of a sudden. What's going on? I'm just, I'm anything just, through now I'm just, look, just looking at my list that's all <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> no, I'm going to go for fixes the in, boys, T-34 the fixes in. so in number 5 for Fez yep. is the T-34 Calliope ok not the T-34 <laughs> no but the T-34 Calliope so what is smaller than a Sherman with rockets well there's, there's different variants of those as well I, I know because I've been looking my way through today yep. there's lots it's of different not, rockets it's not the, the top, T- it's not this, not the second one where they actually figured out what they were doing. The first one where it's just like total madness of let's just bolt these rockets to the top mm-hmm. of this. Yeah, there, there was some there was some aggressive uh, aggressive moves put on that. I like that. Okay. So the Calliope, uh, because it it takes away the main advantages of having a main gun because you've bolted so much crap to the outside. Is, is that right? They couldn't fire them. They couldn't fire yeah, the main gun. Because if you fired the main gun, it would shake the actual because the main the rocket system aimed and elevated by that connecting link to the main barrel. Yeah. Oh, my God. So if they fired the main gun, it would shake the mount apart. So yeah, you take the main, It's like, we can add this to a tank and make it better. Actually, we've taken away the main um, you know, well, resin detra of the tank and also the weapon that they've all been trained on. See, it's interesting. Can you imagine I'm... being this, this US tanker who spent all this time, like, I'm the gunner, like I've I've trained I, can, I you know he shells I can put you know into slit trenches from you know two two hundred yards I can put high velocity armor piercing shells through the side of a moving target with my stabilizer as I'm moving and you get to the battlefront and they're like oh yeah no we don't need it anymore you've got these rockets on top now and um, you just learn how these work 
So what's, do you what's know about job? artillery? Yeah. yeah. What's my yeah. job? Uh, you just sort of raise a barrel up and down. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just guess and kind of like you know, <laughs> fire all these rockets over that we think the Germans might be somewhere over there. So instead of getting you know the 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 confirmed tiger kill as you put a, a 75 mil through the, the vision slot of somebody, you've just got to vaguely rain explosives down in that small crops of wood. You might have hit some Germans, maybe. I don't know. We're not going to go look. Yeah, but that, that wood doesn't exist anymore. Hmm. Okay. I think about when it comes well, to Obviously, we, we live in a perfect information world when we play war games. But how many times would in combat you'd fire, we- fire rounds off and there was some dust and smoke? But that's it. You never know what you've done. Well, didn't they do that with tanks? Like, basically, you kept firing until it blew up. But yeah. Matter if it's knocked out. Like, how, how you this is like yeah, there's smoke starts pouring out of them. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. I mean, Wikipedia lists uh, it's something like 12, 2, 3, 4, 5, 10 different variants of Calliope. So there you go. What? Yeah, well, different like oh, different, different types of rockets. Yeah, different types of rocket. Um, different like one's <laughs> admittedly one of those variants is like they added a box to the back. Um, but yeah, 10 different. I, I thought that was a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. What's yours, Lee? So my first one is a barb. A what? A barb. Beach armoured recovery vehicle. I nearly Ooh. went for that. So this is basically, so this is one of the Hobart funnies, basically. Um, yeah. It basically takes a standard diesel Sherman M4A2, so one with a diesel engine, because they work slightly better in wet conditions. You waterproof the hole. Oh, that's what? Yeah, you take the turret off and you replace it like a, almost like a boat structure. Yeah. And the idea of this vehicle is basically was to be using the beaches to push for um, landing any like bogged down landing craft back into the water so it could be refloated and go get another load. Um, it also, and it's only tank that actually a diver as part of its crew as well because the idea was that it could get uh, dive, you know, go, go in the water and basically affix tow chains to help move the vehicles and just really keep the beaches clear and moving. See, I'm not being funny. That would surely be terrifying if you were the crewman in there. Like, suddenly Dave turns up. It's like, oh, Dave, yeah, cool. Like, you know, new crewman. What do you do then? I'm a diver. I'm sorry, you're what? You're what? You're what? You're a diver. I mean, they are uh, massive as well. Don't they? From that picture. Yeah, I mean, the Sherman's already tall, right? And that looks like it's... Right. Yeah. There's a guy who has one who took it to the um, War and Peace Museum. Uh, War and Peace Museum? War and Peace Show. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And just it just... Driving along, it's so so tall. Yeah, I mean, it, you, you can't see if that photo I just shared around. I'll put a, a copy of it on the actual article. It is basically you know, it's a standard Sherman hole, and it just literally replaced the tur- you know, where the turret would be. There's now a new structure with a, yeah. a twelve-year-old's drawing of a boat. <laughs> yeah, it, re- it reminds me a bit of like a sort of a camper van type thing. It's like it's got yeah. separate, like yeah. you know, a separate superstructure on top where someone's just gone. Do you know what would be funny? <laughs> oh. Yeah. That's amazing. Did it actually so, float? It didn't float. It's designed it's a deep for deep, wader. It's a deep yeah. wader, basically. So it's got that's why it's got a boxy structure on the top back for the it's actual. It's like a hippo. Vehicle. It runs along the bottom. Yeah. So it's just you designed to. Can't fat shame it, Eddie. You can't fat shame it. Hippos don't swim. But it can operate in up to nine feet, nine feet of water, that's basically. Mm. Yeah, that's terrifying. At that point, I'd be like Dave the diver. I'm glad you're here. So what? Were they naval commanders in there, or was it like a, just a standard tank commander? Um, like so, a, actually a Commodore or something instead of being they're, oper- they're operated by the Remy, so actually it's, it's it's British Army, so real electrical and mechanical engineers. But um, electrical, you don't want that. Uh, not nine, under nine feet of water, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, and these things get there are sixty of them deployed on the D-Day beaches, and they yeah. get 
and they get used until the mid 60s i think when they eventually get replaced by centurion based version of it oh, really mm-hmm. oh, that is quite cool so, yeah that's that's my that's my number five so duncan what's your what's your number five my is the panzer camp wagon m4748 brackets <laughs> a <laughs> because because no german army was complete in version three as far as i was concerned until it had a, a the um, captured Stug, oh sorry, captured um, Firefly and captured Sherman option for D-Day. I love that. Uh, if you've ever seen the picture of it, it looks like you know the German army has vomited every single um, unit marker on it to make sure it didn't get <laughs> shot. So um, yeah, I don't know how many they actually captured of them. I can't imagine it was hundreds of the things, but um, yeah, they they did take some Shermans. I'm not sure if it was markedly better than the Mark IV, but the 75. I always like them. They always look cool. I know um, Nathan used to run one in his 21st Panzer was a capture Firefly. Oh, yeah, capture Fireflies. That's the cheaty way to do it. you got to have, have both, otherwise you yeah. get called a power gamer. I think, to be fair, Nathan did have both. He had yeah. both options, yeah. But to be honest, it might, if, if you've gone to the, can, you know, the trouble of doing one, you might as well do both of them. But, um, yeah. no, they're really, I, I really like them. I think they're A, a cool option, and B, they do look, you know what, you know my love for capture the uh, German kit. Seemed, seemed wrong to go on with that one. I, I'm impressed you got that so early. I thought you might be holding that to later. Well, I felt like I was cheating, but apparently now this is just, you know, the gloves are off and everything's open now. So, <laughs> Okay. Slightly so, knocked. <laughs> number four, Eddie. Num- number four, mine, is the Mine Exploder T4. British two-mine flail. Double mine flail. I just... Because what's better than one mine flail? Because, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a Sherman. It does its Sherman things, but at the same time, A, it obviously protects itself and following tanks from mine flails, mines, and B, it's absolutely terrifying to watch in operation. Were they actually, do you, I don't know if you know this all the time here, but are they, were they actually effective? Because they just pounded the ground, didn't they? That was essentially their job. Yeah. Well, they disrupted, as the, the technical term would be, disrupted the earth. Um, yeah, pounded, pounded the ground. Pounded the crap out of it and dug a yeah. massive furrow. You know, but to do that, if you if you think about the just the sheer engineering involved, the mechanics and the forces of having that massive length of chain, several yeah. times over, spinning at a huge speed, like, well, it's just hella dangerous. Well, not only that, it would have shaken itself essentially apart, wouldn't it? Because they'd have had to design it to withstand that kind of operation yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. It's not normal to, you know, smash chain into the ground and, and not let Repeatedly. it shake itself apart, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to building mine actually running as opposed to the usual bits of chain. Oh, yeah. How are you going to do that? I'm just going to super, very carefully super glue them with a, a clamp at the end, run a, a thin, oh, okay. have it extended. That'd be cool. In full flail, as it were. Yeah, mid flail. Mid flail. <laughs> yeah. I like those. I mean, is that the British? Is, was that just the British variant then? Is that only used by the British? Because that's the other thing. A lot of these variants were nation specific. Well, I don't know if the, I think the didn't the Americans take some because the Americans so borrow some that, that aren't the Weimar. Um, yeah, so, oh, with the roller. massive, massive rollers. Because so, rollers work rollers. better. Yeah, rollers work better on like um, prepared, like you know, pavement surfaces that kind of thing than flails. Well, I thought they'd have worked better anyway because they've just been like slightly less self-destructive. I don't know. Yeah, but sometimes it is what you want if it's not. I suppose if you're in a field, you want to, yeah, you don't care about digging the ground up. Oh, well, there you go. So the American 
The mine exploded a T2 flail. It's the, the American designation for the British Sherman crab mine flail. So they did borrow some. Yeah. I know it's, there's, also one, there's also one Sherman where they took the tracks off and put these massive steel wheels below the Sherman. What? Yeah, I'll try and find a photo of it. I remember oh, I saw, as, as, a mine, as a mine destroyer, so they had these massive steel wheels that we were standing explosion that just drove around. Oh my gosh, that's let a find, let me wheeled find, Sherman tank. Yeah. And it literally is like they've stuck the, the Aunt Jemima style mine rollers on a Sherman tank as a tricycle. What, underneath it? Yeah, let me show the picture. It, look, it, it looks like something from Wacky f- Races, that's what I'd say. <laughs> oh, 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 sorry. How, how far in? Any need to fret Sorry. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, so look at the weird muzzle brake it's got on its gun. That's bizarre. Oh, That's like yeah. someone was like did a lot of uh, mind bending hallucinogens and then <laughs> was allowed to draw like it looks like a giant gerb like hamster oh. wheel on the front. I mean, slight, uh, slight slight tangent. Um, did you ever see the ogre scrap launcher? Yes. Yeah, mind bending hallucinogens up on the roof during yeah. a lunch break. Exactly. Confirmed. Could have work, it? What's that one? That's um, spiky. So that one again, it's another idea. Basically, the same sort of concept as a mind flood, but it's like um. Hydraulic rams and it just whacks just the ground pokes, basically. Yeah, across the, the ground. ground like a little um, like a conflict trains on forty seven Walker. Yeah. You need one of those, Eddie. You need well, a, a dirty ground yeah. poker. When I say the British mine flare was the most practical after after the mine mine solutions, it, you can now understand what look at the, what the alternatives are why that is the case. Well, <laughs> I, I guess some of it's trial and error, but there seems to be a lot of error there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I'd say these are all good options I should actually for. I just complete. I actually clean forgot this until he started talking about him. I just remember the, the sheer insanity of Sherman Minefield. That's amazing. That's like, that should be like a separate category, actually. Top five Sherman Minefield. It, yeah. It'd be hilarious. I mean, the thing is, how many people somewhere in a barn somewhere would be somebody walk along and go, nah, that's, you know, I've got a, a legit World War II full, you know, an actual World War II era Sherman variant. Yeah. Walk in and be like, I'll stop putting my chain. Yeah, ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you, it's, if someone walked in with that Sherman with the wheels like there, it's like it's like if if a Sherman, if a hip hop star had a Sherman, that's what it, they'd have. That's his his, his exhibits pimp to my tank. Look at that. <laughs> I'm a clot that ruined my Sherman. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's got a massive stereo in it, I'll tell you that much now. That's awesome. Okay. All right. What's the number four? Duncan? Lee. Or Lee? Lee. Lee. Yeah, Lee, yeah, yeah. So, I got, yeah, so I've got the um, Sherman V Tulip. Oh, oh, I'm so nearly there. That's a like, rocket one, isn't it? That's the one where the Coldstream Guards, it's literally unique to Coldstream Guards. Really? And Yeah, yeah, but the only people who ever did this, presumably because it wasn't that great, but um, they welted on the rail launchers for the for the British sixty pound rocket as used by the, the um, Typhoon, and they welded it to the side of the turret. So you still so unlike a Calliope, uh, you still had to use the main gun. You steered it by turning the turret and sort of using your main gun main sorry, gun you, sight. Hold on, you steered it by aiming the turret. Yes, yeah, so you, so you, you literally pointed it at what you wanted to fire at, and then exactly, you, yeah, fired it that way. And made sure you're the, the appropriate distance away. Yeah. So you fired a typhoon rocket. What? Someone had to be in the turret to do that as well. Yes. Yeah, so you're sitting. In the, so the turret, the turret nope. crew are in the turret. <laughs> nope. They're not. They, <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, you, just, you literally line up, press the button, and fire this rocket off. And it fires off that thing. 
the problem they had was that it's terrifying. It's, well, also it's accuracy because on a typhoon, it's, you got that air, you got that you know like two hundred mile per hour airflow going yeah. over it to, to help it spin stabilize. Whereas on a Sherman, your air velocity is typically zero miles per hour. So, <laughs> yes. um, Unless something's gone horribly wrong. Yeah. So they had. So it wasn't terribly great over long distances. But as a kind of saturation weapon for like dealing with dug in infantry or um, like build, infantry and buildings. Yeah. Kind of, well, pillbox is a bit too much of a point target. But a building, they literally hitting the broadside of a barn was, was quite tricky with this thing. Wow. So you, know, you have a few of them fight the barn, you probably got a result. But I mean, the so, rocket was very on. devastating. So it got a hit. With you it. just said barn, right? So could we try this at Mike's? <laughs> Mike, <laughs> can we just fire things your barn, please? Yeah. You said it's, you said it's pretty inaccurate. <laughs> if you if we turned up with a sixty pound British tulip rocket, I'm fairly sure he would actually let us try it. I think he would. Yeah. He would. It's a fair game for, I think. Yeah. He'd probably let you do a run a run up with it as well, try and get some airspeed. <laughs> so I, I think there's, a, there's, a, there's two instances of them being used. Is that it? I know. So who's who's bright spark idea? With so this was literally someone in the Coldstream Guards going. We got. We got these. We, just well, yeah. we stole these from the RAF. They're really good when we see them being used. So why not let us use them? But if you think about it, at this point they were up against you know dug in emplacements. We've only got a seventy-five mil high explosive shell. It's not going to do a lot. No, no. You can Maybe see the logic of. You can see the logic of gigantic explosive charge on a rocket. Well, that's going to do more than my little pop pop gun. Yeah, well, it would. It would do a lot but, more. I mean, you know, it would have done. It. But you can't hit any. Yeah, exactly. There's a reason that typhoons carry eight and come screaming in at you know 200 miles an hour. Yeah. Plus whatever you know the rocket velocity is. So apparently, apparently they did actually fit these to fireflies as well as normal um, Shermans. Which yeah. you think about, given the fireflies' lack of a decent HG shell, it's probably you know, a way of increasing the firepower of what otherwise be a dedicated tank system. That's yeah, quite, but uh, you know, that's quite a response though, isn't it? We've got no we've got, we've got no HG. Okay, well, we've got this Typhoon rocket. Yeah. The thing is, I mean, to me, it's like, cool, I'm in an armoured vehicle. We've just slapped 60 pounds worth of high explosive to the outside of it. You know, presumably be detonated with a couple of unlucky machine gun shots. Yeah. I guess they're relying on the, on the actual Sherman itself protecting the actual crew from the explosion. From, from the explosive, what? from the rocket. They're relying, no, 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 play that back. They're relying on the Sherman to protect them. <laughs> yeah, you just compromise the, the safety of your entire vehicle because if you someone sticking a dirty rocket on the outside, yeah, exactly. If someone lights you up with an MP40, gets a couple of unlucky hits and sets off the HE, yeah, it's not, it's not a good just you've just typhoon rocketed yourself, yeah. And this is why, why only the Colson guards actually took up this idea, yeah, well, they didn't think it that far through, obviously. No, well, no, they probably did. And their mates looked and went, hmm, yeah, Irish guards, nope, Welsh guards, nope. <laughs> Welsh guards, no. Welsh <laughs> guards. Bing, 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 bing. Yep. <laughs> Winner. I think what's your number four? My number four is the Sherman Firefly. Not messing around, just the Firefly. Good choice. Because because it's just that bonkersness of, you know, again, how do we fit a 17-pounder into this turret that shouldn't really accommodate anything close to a 17-pounder? <laughs> yeah. I was actually surprised actually reading this. There wasn't as many as I thought there were of the Firefly variants. No, not not as right. much. The Flames of War Army list would have you believe. Yeah, exactly. They they seem quite almost sparse. That's why they won for every troop basically, rather than yeah. Yeah, I, I just it's not something I previously. It was in the hundreds, right? I was like, oh, 
you know, low hundreds. Uh, it's not just, really that many. But you've got to love the whole mentality of it. Right, when you put a seventy pounder in a Sherman, okay. Yeah. Well, first problem is the breach is on the wrong side. Right, we'll turn it upside down. Exactly. Right, next problem is the breach is in the back of the turret. Right, we'll cut a hole, put an extension of the turret, and it'll go into that. Okay. You all right with that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Next problem is this tank lights up like a Christmas tree time we fire it. Yeah, we can't do much about that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. shut your eyes. <laughs> yeah, that, that one would just put light pending or something next door to it. It'd be fine. Yeah, it's that, it's that thing about this firefly. You know, realistically, you should have a special rule saying it's, it's rate of fire one because the gun is blind every time it fires it. And you can, never be yeah. concealed, you can never be concealed when you fire because of the massive firing signature of the gun. Because yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the, the world ends when you shoot it. I, I just think they're, 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 it's an iconic thing as well. And I, I know we talked about it before, but that that crazy turret, um, sorry, crazy barrel camouflage that works much more effect, efficiently than you think it should. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, just that the little stripey zigzag, always oh, a wiggly line underneath it, in mm-hmm. like, and painted black, and you're like, oh, yeah. Actually, first glance, I had to look again, so you can see how that would work. I think that just it's just a very iconic variant. So is that, is that a reason that I should mount um, fake firefly? Barrel extensions onto my um, jumbos. Firefly extensions to your jump. Uh... Shoot the jumbo and not my normal Germans. Yeah. So the other way around. So like a yeah, yeah, yeah. like faster apparel barrel extenders. <laughs> yeah, go for it. If you can find a historical precedence, Eddie. <laughs> those are the rules. You know. No, I I prefer going for the reenactment thing of if you can if you can not prove a negative. It did. They didn't have it. Oh god. <laughs> Prove the negative. Yeah, I haven't found any this. instances that says that Roman centurions did not have envy. Exactly. We're all laughing, but I swear somewhere Mike Everest is twitching. I say. <laughs> yeah, because that's that's the logic bomb, right? That's why you get jeeps like dripping with small arms. It doesn't say they can't have a thirty cal and a fifty cal on board. But they were dripping with. There's there evidence of that. What with two machine guns? Yeah. What, 30 and a 50? Really? We Googled LRDG to the crazy... <laughs> yeah, but that's different. That's not, That's not. you know, that's them being having to carry everything with them. Not like somewhere like... in northwest yeah, Europe going... They put 20 mil Polson cannons on the back of the bloody ones at Arnhem. Mm, yeah, okay. Well, but they tried. Anyway, Eddie, Eddie, number three. Number three. Number three for me is the M4A3 76W HVSS Sherman, also known as the M4A3 E8. Easy eight. Oh yes, I love easy eight. It's not a trap. It's amazing. It's a trap. Two plus cross and the seven point nine 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 inch reoccurring move because if you use the full four inches as your tactical move, then you haven't. You you can't use the smoother eye fling. It's not a trap. I don't think it is. I think it's. I think it's awesome. It hasn't yet got the opponent's German bulge book. You will start to see the benefit. Of the easy eight moment it's not fighting things that have the front armor to re-justify it all right we'll see we'll see yeah <laughs> i'll just make disapproving noises from back here that's well you can do that you're just not an, an easy eight uh, just yep yep no i'm not gonna it was hilarious space. to see uh, how many people hadn't realized that you can blitz and then move less than four inches tactical shoot as a stationary yeah really you were an innovator yeah. well no a lot of people on facebook were like you can't do that and then everyone was like, no, it's in lessons from the front. The blitz doesn't count as a move. Yes, we've been doing that for years. Yeah, I know. With, with, with guns and everything. With guns and everything. 
Yes, yeah, everything you should have been going for, yeah. Certainly. <laughs> certainly doesn't say you can't. Oh, no, wait, it does. Oh, wait, it, it does. Yeah. yeah, it definitely says you can't. Oh, hold on. That bit there where it says where you can't do that. Where it says absolutely can't do that. You can only do these two orders. Apart from that, everything's kosher. Yeah. Talking it's of kosher. Little... Yep. Yeah. Segway, segway, segway. Talking of kosher. The two, up, my... the two up cross as well is just... Oh, God. It, we've poked him now. It is Walls good. Hedges. Just, yep, Okay. With the amount of times, because that's where you're going to get when you're hunting, hunting, you know, cats, so to speak, they're going to be in concealment. Lee, how's that two plus cross worked out for your panthers before? It worked. It's, it's worked really, really well up until the point where I got to assault, and then it stopped working really, really well. Ah, uh, you never assault with panthers, Lee. What are you doing? I, 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 game? I like to do dangerously. I, I, it's yeah. I got to the objective in time, so never, never assault with panthers. Um, so anyway, um, yes, yeah, so talking of kosher and also horizontal volume spring suspension, mm. I have gone for the M51 Sherman. Oh, I'm waiting for someone to do that. Fine. You yeah. can wait for someone to do that and break the period. It's on my list. Oh. oh, so we finally, we finally got a non-unique Sherman. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yep. It's so I, cool, I, isn't it? Is it is that cool. winning? I think it is, because, yeah. Well, so yes. Because obviously you've got a lot of that, um, you know, got a high velocity 105 millimeter gun. Yeah. You've got um, a, a cast hole Sherman with the, with the HVCS. It's got that cool look to it with your, um, the you know, rounded edges. Yeah. And it's just cool. You know, and, and obviously if you go by its non-name, I Sherman, it sounds, it sounds like it should be like um, some sort of weird uh, apple variant. Painted white. Steve Jobs designed it. <laughs> there you go. So I, it's not unique. So what, uh, Duncan, what you got? For number three... The M4A3E2 assault tank, Ooh, also known tank. as the Jumbo. Yeah, buddy. Because that's cool. It does. It just looks. It looks like the Sherman's bigger, uglier brother. You know, it's like the tigers are coming. The tigers have come. They've stolen my lunch money. <laughs> and then the, the Jumbo comes around the corner and goes, "Well, I can't kill him, but I can just sit here and take." It's like the, the Homer Simpson one, you know, where he's getting levered yeah. in the in the head over and over again, like with a <laughs> baseball bat and not going down. That's the Jumbo. It just won't go down. It's so I couldn't believe how high the armor was. You know, that's just absolutely crackers. It's a Sherman wearing another Sherman. It's just absolutely bonkers. Like, is that, yeah, it was, an, it was an extra inch of armor just welded to the front of it. Yeah, that'll be fine. Nothing to see there. Yeah, it's just very cool. Very cool. I I, I do miss the version three Jumbo. Well, the Jumbos lead the way. Jumbos lead the way. I can totally understand why. Sad. I can see why they've changed it. But when the old rules were the first hit that platoon was automatically placed on the jumbo. Oh my god. Wasn't that a bit too effective? Wasn't that the problem? It was, that's what I'm saying. It was too effective, which is why I miss it, because it was amazing. So it's just like, oh you've got you've got your pack forties. Oh, oh no, wait, you're pinned from my artillery and my AOP. So you've got only like three shots. Oh, you're hitting me on fives because I'm a veteran behind terrain. Or you've got one hit, well I ignore it. Yep. Yeah, I I think it did need to go away. It did. It was too good. And, and I think it's quite fair. It's like, if you get close enough, I can't swap the target. I've got a three yeah. save, essentially, to swap the hits over. If you get enough hits, it doesn't matter. I think it's fine. I don't, I don't yeah. I mean, there's still plenty of caveats to make it work. But yeah, that... that the whole... secret, the, the bit I haven't really managed to work out yet is getting the two jumbo, the jumbo from the HQ, close enough to the platoon to have it two. Double jumbo, Double jumbo. Well, the other thing is, isn't it dependent on the? Sh- yes, dependent on the shooter. Yeah. So the shooter then has to target and say your HQ is joining that platoon. They don't have no, to. No, 
Now you can yeah. allocate hits to it as if it were part of the platoon. Mm, I think you might want to read that again. I think you carry on. I'll look that up because I'm fairly Ooh. sure that, that you have to join. You have to target the because before you used to choose, didn't you? Well, yeah, but you can swap. Because that's the isn't it about hits? It's about the HQ right target. Here? I don't know. You, Man looks since I've been internet. You carry on, and I'll I'll look it up. I've got a rule book a minute. If we go to hey. round two, so Eddie, what's your round two? Oh, number two. Mm-hmm. On my of Shermans. It is an M4 Sherman with a dozer blade. <laughs> it's like for dozers, you've got dozers. Is it the M1 uh, dozer? Um, I don't know which dozer it is. Yeah, they, there is, I think there is only an M1. I just, I, I like the fact that they gave it a model as well. This is the, the model, model one dozer. Model one dozer. Just it's, in case. Because what is cooler than a tank? You know, well, a tank I think the bulldozer blade. Didn't they give it like a 105 mil gun as well? All, I think. Every version got a dozer at some point. This is standard fitment to the whole. So you can have 105 with a dozer. <laughs> yeah, and got, there's a picture of 76 mil with a dozer. There's a picture of loads of 75s. You know, it's just, I think it's, it's the ultimate in A, practicality, in that you've got a tank, you can go over things. Oh no, I can't get over this. Well, I'll just flatten it a little bit or push this out of the way and then uh, carry on with my day. Thank you very much. I have an answer for you as well on the HQ. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Teams. So when an HQ unit or independent team, such as an observer, is targeted, the shooting player may select another unit and assign hits between them as if they were the same unit. Hits must still be assigned right. using the normal rules, and teams from, from the other unit must be of the same type, tank imagery gun or aircraft, as the t- target team in order to assign a hit. So it's the shooting player may select another unit. So they don't have to. Ah, uh, so I can't. to it. Yep. There you go. Almost like the rulebook has the answers in the whole time. Yeah, so that that double jumbo idea, uh, I think, is not still, so good. Well, it's still useful to have a jumbo in the HQ. I mean, it's, it's not it's not a bad thing, is it? Jumbo's everywhere, mate. Jumbo's jumbo's everywhere, and not a drop <laughs> to drink. Jumbo's jumbo's everywhere, and no smoke. Um, yeah, so bulldozer Shermans. I love cool. that. I do like the bulldozer. Right. I used to like cool. when you could have them in the old engineer in engineer units. As like you know, you'd yeah. have, have one Sherman dozer in there so because you also got a sherman tag along with the infantry it's is there a command card for them at the moment? yeah say not because you've got well, a couple of hedge mine, cutters haven't you yeah i'm gonna use mine as a cutting hedge cutter yeah okay mm. um, it's probably the best option in the meantime yeah because it's a cool model it is yeah yeah all right lee what have you got i've got a hybrid have you yeah oh, what? Is it, or is it just the way you're walking hey no so i got the sherman hybrid was what the brits called it it's basically as a Sherman M4, but um, which is a which is a welded hull Sherman. But late in production, they switched doing a welded back end combined with a cast front end. So it looks a bit like a Sherman II made up with a Sherman, like one of the ones hull Shermans. All right. Um, there's also a reason why people keep saying that there's um, a Sherman II Firefly, but it's not. It's just a Sherman One Fireflies on the hybrid hull. So it's not actually a true welded hull Sherman because you'll see if you look at it, it goes from being a, a cast front. And it goes all squared off towards the back, which, which is the welded rear end. Oh, how interesting! So, that, so it's like a cut and shot. Basically, yeah, but done at a factory, you know, done by a factory yeah, yeah. variant. Yeah. Why did they do that? Was it just parts, or? I think in theory, I think the cast obviously gave better um, ballistic protection, but they didn't. Only one site had a foundry big enough to do a whole, you no know, hole as a cast hole. So this was like a compromise of doing a, a slightly smaller foundry with a just a front end. Oh. Yeah. It's called, I think they called it either M4 composite in the American terminology and M4 hybrid was a British terminology. 
but it's, it's kind of really weird aesthetic to it because it just sort of transitions along the actual sort of the main <laughs> holes it were yeah um Thanks. duncan yep yeah. right i'm going to go this is my number two option the m4a2 Shem free yeah apparently Ooh. it was the most produced variant really yeah eight thousand more than eight thousand individual um m4a2s were produced um but they were rarely used by the u.s army so there were a lot of the uh lend stuff that was sent Lindley to russia flights. and u.s yeah. marines yeah and uh, u.s marine corps and, and the, the british apparently sent some too Yes, so. British, British used them in the desert and also in the independent units in uh, Normandy. And that's like I say, they got used for various variants like DD, um, Sherman DDs and um, baths as well. Yeah, so that I thought that was pretty neat. neat. Cool. Right, so last, number ones. Number one on Fez's list of Shermans is Duplex Drive. So DD no, tanks. Donald yep. Duck or the DD Sherman. Good the stuff. Sh- crazy idea of making a Sherman boat. And it worked. <laughs> and Don't... how insane you had to be to be a crew member in a boat that weighed however many tons with this flimsy canvas screen. Well, it was boat, in, boat tank, wasn't it? Boat tanking directly into the uh, Atlantic wall. Yeah. It, it worked Fine. for a given value of works, yes. <laughs> well, it provided immediate tank support to the D-Day landings, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep, he says unconvincingly. A, such a bonkers idea. And yeah, you know, it was feasible, but given they were the feasible. Did they ever use them? Like after D Day, did they carry on using them until they yes. kind of broke down and stuff? So uh, they also used them again as TD tanks for the um, Rhine River crossings. I oh, really, they just recycled them and went, yeah, we got some of those knocking around. That's pretty cool. Was in the canvas, off you go. So just just for like this year, we've got this problem engineering. We have this problem. We need this to do this. Okay, well if we add this and this and this using simple physics, that should work. Oh wait, it does. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> work? Question mark? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. But also when the skirts are up, and it's if you've ever seen when they run up bobbing them, skirts up, um, it's just <laughs> the the amount of water they have to displace with the uh, with the canvas skirts to make it buoyant. It's just it's phenomenal. Is it, is it was it thirty odd tons, something like that, of Sherman? Yeah, like twenty five, thirty five. Yeah, eight tons. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that is my number one. Give Now, unless you've got DD tank on your list, Lee, I think Eddie's one. I think he has. Cause I haven't got DD tank. Oh. Yes. Oh. See, my, 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 oh, my yes, victory. My next one was um, a Sherman called Martin. Martin. Yeah, it's the oldest example of a Sherman two, of a Sherman two tank. It's the it's the first one the Brits received. Then yeah. these, and it's so it's so early. It's got the old blade side the turret, and it still had driver machine guns. Wow, the, the fixed the machine it, guns. Yeah. It never got sent to battle, did it? It got used. So it's, to... it's still in Bovington to this day. Yeah, yeah. So is that an, is that? An, did you say that's a Sherman two? So essentially, that's the same as the one I said. You said Sherman three. They're um, diesel one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank God for that. Okay. I mean, your last one was, the, um, I presume, going to be the Ice Sherman, yeah. It is the Ishman, yeah. Although, I could have cheated and said it's the M50 with the 75 mil. Yeah. Be careful. But I'm not going to. That's fine. You're, but I didn't. I didn't there you So, Eddie wins. Us. Well, does he? I think everyone's a winner. I think it just shows how much variety you get in the old Sherman. I, I mean, that, that was hard for me to, to pick because there's just, like you say, so many Shermans. Well, I mean, you, you haven't got any Crocs in there, you know. Yeah. There, there's so many engineering vehicles, I think, that 
that they probably compiled off the back of them as well. So I, I almost said, run I, through them. I almost said Sherman Satan just because such a cool. Satan. What was that? That's the, basically the American flamethrower Sherman. Yeah, it's the it's the Marine Corps one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it was I think it was modified by the um the chemical weapons guys or chemical mortar platoons and stuff like that. So they essentially, it's not the same as the crocodiles. It was, yeah. It used an American flamethrower system. I think there's a, there's a Stuart a Stuart Satan to start off with. There, there was. Yeah. That's a bit like the L uh, L3, isn't it? L3 flamethrower. Let's get a flamethrower in this <laughs> underwhelming armored, armored vehicle now. See how it works out. Oh, yeah. Terrifying vehicles of yesterday. Dude, we need to go to the National Museum of the United States Army at Fort Belvoir. Why? They have the original Jumbo. That was the first in Bastogne Jumbo. Oh, Cobra King. King. Cobra King. There you go. That's awesome. I've, just, I, I've, got, I've gone into a YouTube slash Black Hole Sherman's now. Where is it? Washington State? Yeah, so we got used as a gate after the... So it was the first one in Bastogne, but part of Task Force Baum um, was destroyed around... Hit, penetrated his armor was destroyed by fire. No crewmen were killed, but the tank was abandoned. The Germans later burnt it. Then it was used as a gate guard in Germany, the US Army barracks, like three different barracks in Germany. Um, and then someone figured out, like, what, where's this jumbo come from? And they realised it was actually Cobra King. They shipped it back to America and uh, restored it. And now it's on display at the National That's pretty cool. Army. So, all up looking rather pretty. Winter whitewash. Whitewashing Shermans. That's definitely that way a, forward. That is a slab. That, that front armor glaciers. That is a slab. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually surprised when I was looking at that the, the, how little that affected the, the jumbo. Like only not like four miles an hour or something off its top speed. Well, it's the cross stuff, isn't it? It's, it's not so much the top speed. It's more the if you get yourself stuck, how much power have you, spare power have you got to pull yourself? Up? Not enough. Not enough, especially that turret. Look at the side of the front, the front glasses um, of the turret, the mantlet. <laughs> chunky boys. Eddie likes chunky boys. I love chunky boys. And he's yeah. not ashamed to say it. There's first. a soundbite, yeah. Just hack <laughs> all that armour up there. I think Eddie's right. gone into something, yeah. He's fallen he's too far, Lee. A fun top five. That's good, that yeah. was quite a fun. I like the top What's five. What's next, Lee? What's next on the agenda? And officer answers. Just, just to clarify, who won the top five? Um, Everyone there are no winners here. Yeah, Everyone. There's no, there's no winners here, only losers. Wasn't General Sherman? Didn't he win the top five? Oh, I don't know about that. He, he won Atlanta. Five, Top five yeah. barbecues, yes, yes, yes. So, going on to an officer answers questions from our lovely Patreon supporters on our Discord, which is probably the best slash worst reward you get for being a patron is to get on top. Ceaseless nonsense. You get, yeah, you get you closer immediate access to our ceaseless nonsense, which is also the best and slash worst thing about the podcast. <laughs> Simultaneously. Simultaneously, it's the blurst. Yeah. Occasionally, you might even get some live action ones if you catch just one of us on oh, the Oh, jeez. Oh, we should do that. We should do that on Wednesday. The OnlyFans website. That'd be fun. OnlyFans, hardcore, yeah. front package. Oh, uh, oh, oh dear God. <laughs> Panzalier. Oh, Panzalier. Always hear the, the, the German Inc. Division song. <laughs> it's called now. Anyway, Panzalier asks, with your discussion in episode 61 about doing a return to mid-war, are there any fixes or house rules you would want to apply? Or, put another way, how many points should a Marder really cost? Okay. So Marder's four points. Four points for four? They're a point yeah. each, right? 
No, they're, they're four points each. It's four point egregious eight. enough. <laughs> <laughs> what? That is. I think egregious is the word. I did talk about saloon. We can do that in events. Well, no, no, because I went to... I, I, Mark, oh, God. Because here's the funny thing, right? I was like, oh, I go to salute. I was like, what should I buy? And I was like, nothing. I have too much stuff and, and no money. You do have too much stuff. I do, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, you know what? That's at Soldier Company over there. There's Will Townsend. I was like, I could do a review of their Marders because I don't have any Marders. And we're going back to Midwar soon. So it'd be fun to do some Marders. Maybe I'll get myself some Marders. Marders aren't funny, Midwar. Where have you learned that? Who's told you that? They're fun in that, you know, I need something that's actually competitive in my deck army that isn't just, you know, Tunisian Tigers. You're going to get blacklisted at this point. Well, that's, yeah. So I was like, well, maybe I could do some and then we could figure out what a points cost should be and and that kind of stuff. But I don't have any. The only Marders that I've got are the Marder 3s for my um, Fortune Jaeger. Marder Marder 3s. Marder three is the ones built on the T thirty uh, yes, T chassis. Yeah, but they've they've got the um, the engine's been moved to the front by that point, so they're yeah. lower profile. The fine compartment's a lot bigger and deeper, so it looks like a proper gun as opposed to the early Marders, where the engine's still at the back, so they're standing on top of the engine, which is why they're so blooming tall compared to anything. If you uh, yeah, um, the the YouTube guy, um, Military History Illustrated, has done a really good um, chat about Marders. The evolution of the design, where I learned that, you know, what snippet from. Um, anyway, so I was like, oh, I could get some Plastic Soldier Company Marders and do that. Um, and then I realized, oh, wait, no, the Plastic Soldier Company Marders are in the 38T box set. They are. They are in my garage somewhere. How many? Three boxes. Oh, okay. I thought you said 15 then for a second. I was like, what the? Well, that is 15 tanks because it's three. Boxes. 15 tanks so, is fine. It's not 15 boxes, which is what I thought you meant. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> not quite to that level just yet. It's like, holy moly. Yeah, no, so I was like, oh, well, maybe I won't buy then. Uh, so I ended up buying nothing from Salute. Zero? Zero. Uh, the only model I left with was the entry model. Game. Wow. Yeah, which is wow. a, little, that, a little bit of a sad story. So the first year I've ever been there, that they've gone around and handed out the, uh, the, the entry models. Yeah, how was it overall? So it was a lot more spaced uh, out. In terms of the stands, which was great, yeah. uh, kind of worked, but it didn't really work because obviously, yes, space between the stands is great, but you still go to the stand to actually buy stuff. Yeah, you start, yeah uh, conglomerating around there. Yeah, exactly. So the separation is amazing. Um, it was absolutely fantastic to see people get it, really did lift the spirits to see that there was enough people there. It wasn't dead. Um, however, it's back, it's back in April as well, isn't it? So this it will be, yeah. So, this is back so here's, my, here's my thoughts about it. Okay. The displays were great. The traders were there. But I think people are bored of buying stuff. So it, People are bored of buying. Okay. Yes. Because all they've done over the last few years is buy stuff. So my gut reaction is warfare in a week's time is going to be a heck of a lot busier because of the tournament. People want to games. Okay. So Salute was a bit quieter because it was just Salute is a sales show. Yeah. Self is getting quieter as well because the reason the Salute exists really was because the internet was crap and you never knew what, you know, somebody's model really looked like because their website was rubbish and just had a list of things. So you'd go to Salute, see the small stores, pick up yeah. their models and go, actually, these are really good. Cool. I'll yeah. have this and this. And like, buy it. Uh, 
not not naming names, but obviously naming names. Essex used to do that all the time. You'd look at their right. wall picture and go, yeah. "What?" Well, I don't even know what cause, that is. Because website, yeah. the barrier to entry for a website has been massive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not having to go at them. It's just that there's, yeah, yeah, there's, there's a uh, an example of that from that's, way. That's back. what justified salute. But now it's just it's literally people going around. And looking at a price of an item and then looking at their phone and going, well, I can get that for £10 cheaper off whatever website. Or I can go to my friendly local game store and, and actually support them where I'm playing rather than... Yeah, well, that's the thing. It was all you know, stuff like that. Half the fun with um, Salute was trying to find the stands that had, like, buy, buy um, four pieces, yeah. get the cheapest one free off, stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's finding the bargain and going around and then finding the guys who kind of got stuff on that you wouldn't get anywhere else for that price kind of thing. Did- did you see the um, game that won the best game in show? The vulgar, the starting grade. Yes, game? it was. How good was it? Absolutely phenomenal. It was, that, that, yeah, it looked amazing, frankly. Um, however, it was uh, a whole new rule set. It was what? It was a whole. It, the reason it was that big and fantastic was they were setting a whole new rules a rule set. Who who were the guys who did the display? Oh, okay, also oh, not like a. Yeah, so it wasn't wasn't battle group and it wasn't um, flames. I thought you were gonna say rapid fire, then I thought I was about to throw up in my mouth. Like, no, yeah, well that's the thing. I just looked at it and went, cool. Yeah, no, well I don't have the brain capacity to do that. So I'm not learning any new rules anymore. I'm old. <laughs> I'm old and surly. I'm over the hill. To learn new things. Yeah, it's all downhill from here. New things are for losers. So um, so yeah, so it's like okay, fine. But the, it was there's some fantastic modelling and it was great to see people again. You know, like the people, was, what actual people. Yeah, yeah. Just, well, no, from, obviously, from doing the Flames of War tournament scene in very, very large quotation brackets in the UK for the last 10 years. If, you, if you're going to say the word tournament, can you please use the word meta associated with it as well? Because I don't think those two things can be exclusive. Yeah, so the meta players I saw. <laughs> no, uh, I just literally just seeing people that I haven't seen because I've not been allowed to go anywhere. But, you know, you guys... Is that because Tacey's a tyrant, or is that because you're not allowed out? That's because, because there was a global pandemic. Oh, yeah, the global Is it bastard. one o'clock, yeah? yeah? Replaced, oh, hi, I haven't seen you, how's it going? You know, I saw all the guys from Bournemouth, I saw guys from Battlefield Hobbies, so I met, bumped into Hammy. Nice. You know, plus all the actual traders and displayers and stuff. Yeah, it's just a fantastic, great day. I, I do miss the one o'clock thing, though. I mean, I don't miss the fact that I don't have any, you know, it was, it was robbing me of precious, precious sleep. But well, yeah. But then, I wish yeah. they bring that back. My garage is now groaning under the weight of even more. Finished. They should have done that for Black Friday. If they're going to do anything for Black Friday, that would have been like Black Friday week type thing. I don't see. That's the thing. I think it's going to be diminishing returns. So I don't oh, think. I don't know. I'd still look. I don't still think be people. people so what is the motivator for starting new armies? Yeah, playing games. Playing games. And that's what people need. So I think Warfare is going to be really successful. I think anything that runs over Christmas is going to be really great. And I hope that Salute will come back swinging and kicking butt again in April. Um, the other thing about Salute was it we a lot of the overseas traders had yep. names had to kind of pull out. So there wasn't a Forge World. And, there was no Forge World. No. So normally Forge World does turn up. It was only until I got reminded of that. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I, I thought Forgeworld hadn't been to the last couple of salutes. I think they might have See, I couldn't remember which way it was. Uh, I, I remember them, they used to go to Selwig and things as well. Yeah, they way used to. Way, yeah. way but, um, no, it, was, it, was, it was a cool show, and it's a, you know, it's a shame it wasn't more attended, but I think everyone kind of knew that going in. Well, what slightly put me off is I did get offered to go, 
but it was like it was something like 50 quid in toll charges one way or the other oh yeah so ultra low emissions toll and then it yeah. was the toll over the um dartford bridge and then it was yeah. parking at the event like you know the guy that was that was saying do you want to go said you know i don't mind going but i need a full car and everyone needs to chip in because yeah there's no way that you can drive otherwise well i mean that that may be the death for the traders as well because for a lot of the guys you know i went there with um with anarchy models which mm-hmm. like shamelessly now if you need any airbrush stenciling anarchy models because they also he's had the um the two millimeter oh sorry one millimeter ambush camera stencils that i used for my 470s oh yeah he had those there as well which was really cool because it's like that's what i made what i make you made for me now you're actually sending them um, I peer pressured you into this, and now you're actually having to. You're, <laughs> I'm forced you to now actually sell these yeah, because otherwise much. there's no no return on investment. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah that's how we're, that's how the war games industry works, right? Yeah, exactly. Listen to Fez, and uh, if it goes wrong, then it's not his fault. Um, yeah, then cry. Yeah, le cry. Le, but, le cry. No, it, the trouble is, it, obviously, those guys are paying all the same charges and fees as well. It's an expensive day out, plus the table fees are horrendous because it's the Excel center. So. You need to be making a certain amount of money in return, or, or you have to accept that you're going to make you know, break even at best, and it's all about getting your name out there. But but then does it really, like the people turning up if the football isn't that big? No, I mean that's the rubbish one. That's like when someone says, "Oh, can you design my website for me?" Because you know I'll give you the exposure, and you're like, exposure, "Well, exposure." No. Yeah, exactly. It's the same. It's the same principle. So I'm hoping that this year was just a blip, and then you know it will continue because I think it does have a place, especially for the smaller guys. All that exposure for finding out that these guys have these models or these guys do this range of books for mm-hmm. making and painting things and it's definitely, definitely the strength of salute is like you say finding new suppliers for a range yeah. that's yeah exactly um so yeah that was salute my salute up, update a roving reporter live from southeast london yeah bouncing around anyway back to back, the point back yeah. to mars meanwhile back at the mars uh yeah uh how many points should the mars the 18. Well, how many points is a Panzer three with a long 50? I know it's not the same. Well, it's actually a long... Is it a 75 they had in? It was a 76, wasn't it? So, be honest, answer the question. Yeah. Are there any rules, house rules or anything I'd change? No, because I trust you guys not to be too much of a dick about it, so... <laughs> oh, oh dear. So, yeah. so I have to put my Marder army on? <laughs> you can't have a Marder army, Eddie. I've written my own list in crayon. Oh, okay. Then you can have a Marder army because Lee trusts us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, screw you, Lee, for being trusting. What's that? Yeah, exactly. What an idiot. Quick, <laughs> what an idiot. Yeah, kick him quick. Kick him while he's I not proved, looking. I proved my <laughs> martial prowess by destroying him with my custom home built yeah. art list. You, you went back, you went full, full nine year old boy then of just walk, running around the playground punching people in the testicles, didn't you? I think it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you won't need them later. No, you will. You will. Stop doing that. You'll definitely need those. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I, I don't think there's anything particular. I don't think there's anything like Marthers are just yeah egregious. But are they more egregious than like the Dianas? I mean, it just goes back to what the type of games you're playing and the people you're playing them with. Really, Midmore is, is actually is, quite is self-leveling. Problem, is the problem with Marthers and stuff only because in a cold environment you don't? It, Midmore does seem to be very rock paper scissors. You know, is it a tiger and you have nothing to counter a tiger? But I've still, we, we've talked about this before. We took the tigers to Reading, Eddie, and we still lost. <laughs> yeah, but that's because <laughs> we've literally proved Speak this point for as yourself. being a fallacy. 
Well, yeah, but we didn't win all the games. The problem is that with the Tiger being in Midwars, it's 33 points. It's a third of your average list before you even... So it is pointed accordingly. accordingly. What's calling you? No, the Tiger's pointed accordingly, he said. Oh, oh, yes. I thought he's gone for a beer or something. He just wandered off. Um, I was hoping we'd have a conversation with that. Well, I I, I would have done if I'd have understood what the hell you're talking about. Um, uh, Yeah, the Tiger is pointed appropriately. And also, you can't take a company of them. They're a support for it. There are support options. So you're sinking a third of your list into something that's not going to stop your formation from breaking. Well, you can now. The, the... In Midwar, you can't. Yeah. No, you can't. Wait. You can't take a Midwar Tiger list. Yeah, you can. Company, can you? Okay. Oh, no, you can. All right, all right. Yeah, you can. But then it's I three mean, tigers. Should, so what are you it's gonna... terrible, yeah. But... yeah, it's three tigers. What are you going to do? Like, what literally are you going to do? You come up against an, an, an inventory list. They're not going to kill you. But they'll probably win because they'll chase you off an objective. Because at some point, you'll fail your motivation. I can dream. I don't know. I I don't think there's anything. I don't, is it rock, paper, scissors? I, th- I like mid-war because it's got a, a, a finite limit to the AT and the armour. So yeah. things do actually die, generally speaking. And, and to be honest, I think the point, the point of going back to mid-war is to find out, other than the Marders, the obvious ones, yeah. play enough games that, to, to get the average value. To be like, you know what? It's pretty good. I'm hoping that the... Uh, I'm, you know, I'm hoping that the American ARP is completely... Um, completely and utterly lopsided he says making another half track so i did so so i did come back speaking of mid-war i did come back with one thing i didn't leave with uh from salute right you said you didn't buy anything i didn't buy i think um you've been shoplifting again daddy fez the scale modeling hobbyist who's now retired made the trip up and actually surprised me and entered salute which was hilarious nice yeah yeah um just to have a mooch around and had a mooch around yeah Cool. Um, he actually bought a plastic soldier company spray deal with yeah. a bag of three sprays for 15 pounds what that's yeah. really good and it was so he got the british infantry russian tank which is what he really wanted it was german gray german uh, field growl gray spray um which he then gave to me so i've got some extra gray spray which is how i'm going to do my great coat mid-war army for the german Nice. I, I really like the plastic soldier company sprays. The US so one's I'm very like, good. Like, cool. So if I put them onto the bases, texture the base, spray the whole thing German field grey, different shade of wash on the base as I will to the infantry. Oh, God. Then cover the rest of the base with snow effect, apart from a couple of patches. And then obviously do all the detail. Yeah, that would work. How quick is that going to be? Very quick. Well, also, right. don't, don't forget field grey is not grey. Oh yeah, no, I'll, I'll grab brush a couple of different shades. Just, yeah, I'm just saying it's not it's it's not grey. <laughs> Please don't do it. It's not grey. It's grey green. Grey green, not green grey. Green grey? No, don't don't use that one. That's all. That's what I did for the D-Day game, wasn't it? Yeah, you paint your um, German infantry. Hey. Yeah, with their um, German grey. The entire German infantry company the wrong muddy colour because I picked up the wrong pot and it was three a.m. in the morning. Because unlike me, I was painting at lastminute.com. What? You paint paint. Something really last minute. No. Me, the fez of hobby here yeah. at one fifteen yeah. in the morning before the event, painting yeah. art, painting this army with my reputation. Yeah, <laughs> four four red balls in. Can barely oh, for see our Canadian contingent, that Google the Far Show. Yeah, the British um, sketch TV. This week I have been mostly eating biscuits. Someone did that to Boris Johnson coming out of that house. And they did. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, I don't this know if you've Seen today, but Hugh Grant's actually launched an attack on him, which is quite funny. Oh, you get yeah. a chance to look at that on Twitter. That's funny. Now, by hair, maybe very floppy. I can see that this guy is just running the nation 
the ground. Yep, he's very angry. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on to get this podcast actually finished. Battlefazer yep. first asks, well, he states, Battlefront should do a World War II area or naval battles as well, so we can have a three-in-one D-Day Pacific Island battle event, uh, to which I believe Lee replied, sure, but what's the actual question? <laughs> cool. Maybe the... Snippy. Yeah. Come on, come on. What do you actually mean? Maybe an opinion as to what future stuff we wish to see Battlefront do. What, like periods or just... Yeah, I was going to say Checkpoint Charlie. Or Flames of... Is it Flames Flames of Skies? Flames of Skies? So about two years ago, um, Phil actually teased that he has done an aerial combat game for using (laughs) aeroplane models. It was like Skies on Fire or something, or Flames in the Sky. Is it the roofs on fire? I've no idea, but he's not... We don't need no water. That. Wouldn't quite interesting. I got that reference. So. Thank you. I got the reference, but as the next rule, the next line would have me editing the podcast. Exactly again. <laughs> um, I thought it tried to move on. I don't like planes. I don't give a monkeys if they do flames of aerial nonsense. I couldn't get less. It would just be like, well, so, so, so here we go. Let's, let's segue this into Alex Anderson. Okay. It's next after late war. Career. <laughs> the schedule from forever ago had them do the Pacific Midwar, I think. Any ideas on that? Well, the they've Pacific... shown, yeah, they've shown uh, a, a pawn shot now for releasing direct Tony metal figures. So the Pacific is back in back in the potentials, isn't it? So uh, yeah. added, added with the Burma conflict. So the intention to be do Pacific as a, a series that was you know, something that was mentioned at a previous open day. I mean, it's going about two years now. But um, yeah, because obviously it's going to be a mid. They had some Midwar. Pacific books in the plan, and some late war Pacific was mentioned as being long term goals. Is, is the is the mid war and the late war of Pacific really that different? I guess it's just more to align it with the rest of it, so you can still play against other forces. Oh but no, yeah. I don't. I wouldn't do that because not... I know, I know. They, they shouldn't with Pacific. Pacific should be its own thing. Yeah, well, I, think I... The, I think the problem the problem is they obviously the version three Pacific release sought after, sought after, sought after. The timing of it actually coming out was right at the end of version three. Yeah. So it ended up just kind of going. Damn yeah. squib. Yeah. But also they tended to go. I think they they looked at it and they played to the strength of what they thought of Flames of War in very big bracket mark army should be. So they went for all the amphibious tank stuff. Yeah. Boxes. Bugalos. Which then hung around for the next five years on everyone's shelves. They, expensive metal and resin for the points cost units but you know it's so it is so different to the rest of the theatres is it even worth trying to have the crossover I think it should be more like a Vietnam time game I mean that yeah. would make more sense so it's more you know not skirmishy because it's not a skirmish game but it's more individual teams it feels a bit more like that rather than claustrophobic well yeah, yeah but the Vietnam stuff from what I've read I mean I've not read it cover to cover it's a bit it has got some wackier bits in there you know things like the medics and stuff like that which you, you could symbolize that you know you could replicate that and that would make it feel different i just i'm not keen about this crossover between pacific stuff and northwest europe or something like that because they're just they're not comparable and yeah. they should, i don't think they should, i don't think you should cross the streams in that way I, I don't care if they do i mean because i won't play it but i just don't think it's healthy like it's not it doesn't give me anything that i've not i'm really searching for i don't think do, do you lose more character 
in in the release to make it fit into those other games than if you'd actually just said no this is something so yeah. i think you do i think you sacrifice the the i mean it also depends what you want to do in terms of the pacific well, are we talking island hopping here i assume because yeah. you know we we have i don't think they touched very much on the um manchu quo army and stuff like that like, yeah, but even if, like, Kurakan Canal would be a lot more like a conventional company-level battles. With, like, yeah. They don't have them very often, though, do they? Well, they did in that campaign. It's like, you know, try to clear an island kind of thing. But um, certainly, like, say we get to, like, um, Burma. And this, yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm, not sure it's, I'm not sure it's the right feel. I mean, I, I still think that Korea is probably the... I, I said it then. I think it's the easiest leap to mm. do something. Oh, that would be so cool. Especially with the late, late war plastic. Yeah. You've got you've made that investment already. Um, why wouldn't you? Well, if they then did the plastic, um, the M48s, yeah, they could do that. Yeah. Arab Israeli as well. Yeah, yep. and Checkpoint Charlie, if they are planning on doing that, you know that that and makes then, it. And then go viable. back and then do Italy and market guard, please. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd really like Italy. Italy and Sicily would be very nice. Yeah, yes, because you could use. So, so the thing is, it would be a supplement. It'd be like use this list, use this list. And here are some of those long-awaited wildcard units. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. Here's your, or here's your sort of support units. Yeah. The formation is broadly the same. You could do it now. It's yeah. just the, the unique bits that are missing. Um, yeah. I mean, if you're going to really go out there, I suppose they could look at different periods. You know, actually break away from that first, second World War period and do something different. But I don't know. Polynesian canoe wars. Yeah, Polynesian canoe wars. <laughs> Flames of Polynesian canoe war. Blood spray. Pat Zalea also trying to get his money's worth. Ask again. Uh, a few from me. Answer as many or as few as interest you. So none of them. All right. Um, Recognising that you might either record after warfare or at least mix and release other word afterwards. What are your thoughts about the lists of the companies released? Does the balance between nations seems a healthy place? Oh, this is the question. Have we actually found this list? No, I was trying to, I was trying to find it. Because it seems to indicate there was a list. I haven't, I haven't seen it anywhere. The meta, the meta has not been appeased. Meta gods. I did a search on like um, the actual what? group. I couldn't find it. But you did? So, no, I couldn't find it. That's what I'm saying. Just... Oh, well. We shall report afterwards in our in-depth warfare feedback. Where we go through turn by turn, dice roll by dice roll. Agonising. AKA, AKA risk campaign book of then I rolled a three, which is okay, because then I rolled a six. Followed by another six, followed by a one. I, I presume you took, are we doing like a post-day de- post one review kind of thing in the bar or something? Uh, yeah. I, yes, maybe. I don't know. I don't actually have accommodation near it, so I'll be driving there and back every day. Uh, so no, then. No, then. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I could, I, let's, why not overcommit and say, yeah, we'll do that? And then... Uh, why undercommit, overcommit, and underdeliver? Deliver. Yeah. yeah, overcommit and underdeliver. That's what we work at. Yeah, the reverse of a good project plan. Yeah. So, Padlet, we will feed that back into the post warfare episode because then we can talk about how they actually did in the placings as well. Yeah, he says not, not, not hopefully. But I think part of me this week, at least, I intend to read through the rulebook at least once. <laughs> what like? <laughs> About HQ Q alloca- hit allocation, for example. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's just so many things. I'm like, is that how? There's tons of things. It's it was... the, the, I keep seeing the. So before, when you saw questions come from the Flames of War Facebook group, in my head, I'd be like, I know the answer to that. That's this. Yeah. This. And now I'm like, I think I know the answer to that. The, do you know the one that came up this week for me was? Um, it, 
was, um, you know, in an assault with a armored vehicle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is the firepower automatic? No, only if it, only if it actually weapon has that stand like hand grenades do. But obviously, Panzer Faust don't. Yeah, that's we were looking at it going, uh, good question. I thought it just auto-destroyed it. It's like, no, it auto-destroys it because you bailed someone out and then you force them yes. to break off. Yes. But that was, that was a, yeah. That so was a moment if you of auto, just, uh, if you hit all the tanks, so if you hit, if there's two tanks defending, for example, and you hit both tanks and they both failed their armor save, then yes, it technically is an auto-destroy because there's no one left to continue the fight. Yeah. That's where that kind of mentality comes from. But yeah, it, it, you know, can become a bit of a, a nightmare. It it wasn't it wasn't my finest hour. Let's put it that way. Oh dear. Yeah. Go back to you with that one. See how it goes. It'd be interesting. I'm excited to actually just play five games. Before. I'm excited not... for the first two games. No, do you know what? I'm not. No expectations. <laughs> oh no, I'm, I'm just, just going to be play tired. Play some games, roll some dice, make some machine gun noises. It's the tiredness that's going to get me. I want to get tired and surly, which are my two of my favourite dwarfs from Snow White. <laughs> tired and surly. Yeah, tired and surly. <laughs> Sounds like I must relate to. Yeah, exactly. What I need to do is, is pick enough stuff this week to take and sell and then bring and buy to uh, actually afford to buy something. My God. Or just not worry and realise that I have more hobby than I'll ever do before I die. No, I think you need to find some stuff. To buy definitely. or to sell? Huh? To, to buy, buy or to sell? Both. Uh, to, to both, yeah. Big cases, figure cases. Anyway, Andrew Gabarari asks, playing two versus two, allies versus axes, what two forces complement each other best? Which are worse? Germans and Hungarians together? Brits and Americans? Wow. That's a good one. That is a good question. That is a broad church as well. It, 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 to me, oh, it comes oh, down to like, when you say best, do you mean historically? Oh, do you know what I'd like to see? Actually, uh, did it say mid war or late war? It does not say. It does not specify. Okay. How about a mid war doing Hungarians or Romanians and Italians? for like Stalingrad so you think you could run a Soviet force against them and just run over the top of them because you've got tanks and they've got yeah L6s they've got peasants yeah they've got hundreds of peasants <laughs> that'd be quite a nice little theme it wouldn't be best but it would look cool Italians in great coats in the snow Romanians great coats in the snow but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then just yeah get run over by T60 tanks T34s again it'd be nice it'd look good always looks better if it look, looks nice if you're going ultra competitive, ultra competitive, where's Mark? What would he do? Tell me what Mark would do. I mean, yeah, M10s and armored cars. Let's say the Sherman 76 platoon with the British, with the British armor was a go to one for a while. Oh, with the Churchill, also, Churchills yeah. as well. And we, and, we've, and we know that the pain of that thing of the German armored cars backed up with um, SS Tigers and then Finnish T26s. So. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that give, me a, give me a migraine thinking about it but yes it's, uh... well actually what would be cool um would be soviets and um romanians versus romanians and germans <laughs> there you go yeah that would be hilarious whose side are you on I think you should do sure. you should do estonian uh ss versus uh estonian russian or versus ss as they uh, yeah <laughs> There's lots, actually, do you know what? Paired competitions don't come up very often, do they, in Flames of War? No. There's a couple. There have been a couple. Because they come up in like 40k and things, don't they? And stuff like that. And Warhammer, they used to. Doubles tournaments, oh. yeah. I know it kind of breaks the the matrix because everything becomes a bit wonky then because it becomes wonky. Well, um, when I was a Games Workshop staff member, I uh, went, I was the, the extra man 
a, a, a doubles tournament. This like twelve year old kid who didn't have a partner who turned up and got a ticket. So you know, I got a day's playing whilst being paid. That was awesome. Um, but I let him make all the decisions because you know he's there, and I'm not going to override him as a, a staffer. And, no, no, you no. You, you got this all wrong. No, well, yeah, just let him, let him do what he wants to do. So, you know, Absolutely. The commander, you 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 get to do this. And he had a great time. Um, yeah, we didn't do too great, but I do remember just you know you know those dice go completely one sided in the game. Yep. And there was this this total like power gamer, meta gamer, beard guy who turned up with his um, dark elder like min max list of all this super duper internet list whatever. And he ended up charging this poor like thirteen year old, twelve year old kids imperial guard like, officer but the dice just went nope today the imperial guard officer is winning and the kid rolled nothing but sixes and the other guy rolled nothing but ones even though he had a two up armor save with a re-roll with an invulnerable save he just rolled like three ones in a row it was the it was one of the best bits of gaming i've ever seen it's this 13 year old kid just wetting himself laughing schooling him up 30 year old you know mid-max gamer it was just like but, should have turned around that one and gone game of skill. Yeah. Off. Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. Dice said no. Maybe we should look at that. Doubles might be fun. TV2. Doubles tournaments. Yeah. I, I, to me, it's just like, so that, that would be an interesting thing to go and find historical reasons. Well, especially if you did it like 50 points each. It was a 100-point game, but it was two 50-point leagues. Yes. The one that really sticks out in my head is to write the mission for the, when the, is it Americans or was it British? Germans defended a prisoner of war camp against the SS. Oh God! It was yeah, really? 1945, and basically the you know Germany had surrendered, but there was this unit of rogue SS who had you know declared their intention to go and raid the POW camp to kill you know the prisoners. And I think an American unit got there, but it was just like a rear echelon unit who wasn't front line. Right. He teamed up with the the German Wehrmacht guards to defend the prisoner war camp in a castle against the SS because the, the German Wehrmacht were like, well, no, we, we surrendered. The war's over. We're here oh, to guard know, these people. we guard them against anyone. That's one of the, the only recorded examples of, you know, Germans and allies fighting against other Germans. Did I know some history you guys didn't? Yeah. Oh, mate, YouTube black holes for the win. Maybe you can, uh, you can look at that, Eddie, for that would give you a Flames of Fez tournament. Flames of Fez, double or nothing. Unlike, uh, yeah, unlike the Allies. Yep. That'd be fun. Um, Geoffrey Hill, patron of the week, says, tank formation with infantry support or infantry formation with tank support. What is your go-to for each of your major factions? Oh, go on. Um, Lee. Yeah, I'm just trying to think about that. Uh, I, I'm leaning towards tank formation with infantry support, but obviously my last British force flipped on its head because it's very much infantry with tank support yeah um which i think I mean, it works better for the brits in general your germans certainly feel like tanks yeah that, that they definitely are yeah i think that works well for them but i have worked out a little panzer four list um Ooh. sorry Ooh. a panzer grenadier um list with like panzer 470s in support oh, okay. other, other bits and pieces so i might try at some point in the future my problem is I'm a treadhead, so I love tank formation. And often the infantry would actually do better. Yeah. One of the, the internet trolls slash naysayers were just like, oh, look, Flames of War with more tanks than were ever produced, blah, 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 no infantry in sight. And I think it is a case that infantry actually do have a very strong place in Flames of War. 
It's just that people get distracted by their tread heaviness and just end up just taking more tanks. No, no. Which I think speaks more about the player than the game. Yeah. For, for me, I always look at the infantry formations first. Always. Which is ironic because then you end up getting frustrated and play them more like they were tanks. Yeah. I didn't say it was clever. I just, that's what I do. I love I love infantry formations. Boots on the ground win games and wars. I, to be honest, I think that's why I'm the Italian motorcycles because it will force me to do an infantry company. But that's not infantry, is it? They're on motorcycles. Well, that's the that's <laughs> the easy step into doing an infantry. It's a, it's a gateway drug. Going, it's a gateway drug, yeah. Which, um, you know, obviously I just got all the stuff on Facebook from eight years ago, my first ever tournament of warfare, where I took um, my Forsham's Forsham Jaeger. So that, that had no vehicles because it was all glider-borne infantry. I'm trying to think now if I've got a Flames of War army which hasn't got an infantry company option. As in, I think the only one I've got that's like that is the um, Dasrike T-34 formation. All of my Soviets. Really? Yeah, because I, version 3, I went for the Hero T-34s, the Hero IS-2s with tank riders and bedspring armour out of Berlin. Okay. Which, oh my God, I can't wait for. Yeah. And I went into just T-34 horde mode with the the super duper heavy katushas that are on the proper big trucks. I don't think that I don't. It's a shame because I only ever got two of them because it was the ones it used to be with the two gun barrage. They counted as four guns for shooting every other turn. That's what you need. Well, exactly, and it was great. It was just like monstrous firepower. Like I blow you up. That's fine. Go to the next one. Interesting, um, <laughs> kind of getting those into a V four list. He says. If we never come round again, there's an interesting thought process though, as where you start. Maybe we should, uh, when we do the return to mid war stuff, look at you know, where would you start if you were doing a DAC force? I think the biggest part of it comes down to because tank formations are so popular, you need to know how to deal with tank. Formations. So, actually, playing tanks to start with, it has a lower bar- barrier to entry and is a little bit more forgiving than infantry forces because you have the mobility. And basically, you play tanks until you come up against a good infantry player who realises, then you realise how to foil tanks, that when you play an infantry company, you know what to do against the atypical opponent. And that's, once you've got those two skills down, that's when it starts to get interesting. And that's when you start to look at, you know, armoured um, armored companies, not armoured companies, uh, <coughs> LPs. Mm. I'm completely blanking on the third type of company he's not talked about. The mechanised. Mechanised. That's the one. Thank you. It's all right. You're welcome. Where you get the, be- the flexibility of both, depending on the nation, you don't overpay for the transport. Looking at you at ARPs. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm nearly finished putting mine together now. Yeah? Good yeah, work. with all the half-tracks and everything. Ooh. Is that for... What is that? American late? Mid-war. No, mid-war. Ooh, snap. So they've only got 150 cow on their <laughs> half-tracks. Oh, boo, hiss. It's fine. One's fine. No, need more 50 cows than God. No, 30 cows. Lots of 30 cows. <laughs> All the 30 cows. Is there any more officer That, answers? my friend, is the end of an officer answers. Yeah, saucy. It's events. On to events. Um, so this yeah. weekend, he said, just this... get this out quick enough, we had both the Fair 2021, which you haven't got a ticket by now, you're probably not going. Yeah. I think um, there was like four or something available not long ago i don't know if they're all there are anymore but yeah if, yeah if you haven't got a ticket turn up have a look go to the show because the show is one of the 
best sh- war game shows to turn out to. Well, I'm intrigued because it's at Ascot Racecourse this year, so in theory it should be nicer. Yep, and you get a whole load of people. You can see a whole load of different games being played. You've got the big demonstration participation games going on. You've also got the Trader Hall. It's it's, it's just a really good show. Plus the Bring and Buy is always fantastic. There's always <coughs> to be stuff. stuff. There's just stuff yeah. to go through. And it's fun. Even if you don't buy anything, having a rummage. It's, it's a car boot sale of hobby. Like, what can you not love? You sit there and go, why are you charging that much for that out of date? If you are coming, though, for God's sake, like, links, please. For all oh, of us, baby, yeah. please. Well, that's why, like, you know, wearing face masks is now, like, reckon you can just mask up against the game. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe what you do is you wear, like, um, a like, sort of play doctor, these play doctor style massive oh, yes. things with, love, like, lavender in there. So, um, I'm, I'm just sad that I lost my S10 respirator. that thing? <laughs> Yeah, I bought it for like live action role play stuff, and like he got his most use when I was cutting onion. I'm not gonna lie, like oh, oh, this is really getting my eyes and my nose. Wait a minute, I've got a solution for that. Boff, job done. Um, other than that, we have uh, so February next year. He says is that that goes forth. Will be it. There's also never forget there's that all that that one in Ireland. Tom Egan's event. I don't know if that's been already. That's been uh, Craig Egan. Oh, Craig that is Egan, sorry. The, that's the 28th as well. So it is this weekend. So if you are for a last minute trip to Northern Ireland, then uh, by all means go and look for Over by Christmas, 28th of November, at the Whitehead Community Centre in Whitehead, Northern Ireland. Escalation tournament. Sounds amazing. I would be going, but I'll be at Warfare. Um, so Dead Dead goes forth. It's February 2022. Dice in Brighton. Yes. Confirmed. And also, uh, I, need I, I, I do need to pit down with them. <laughs> need to pick a day, need to get it sorted out, but also I need to save up so I can afford another pizza, pizza and games. Um, and then we have chronologically, Carivalry Ooh. 2022 is the 9th and 10th of April at Battlefield Hobby, Daventry. Is that, is that confirmed? Did you get that hot from Hammy's mouth? That is not hot from Hammy's mouth. That's hot from uh, Mike Clacker's mouth. Okay. Um, which, the Clacker email. The 9th of April, 100 points late war. Three okay. throughout next, next, we need to figure out what we're taking for that or what I'm taking. Where's that, that Battleford Hobby? That's Daventry, isn't it? It's Daventry. I think that we should do a podcast. Um, Live from Battleford Hobbies. Weekend away. Because I think you guys would actually quite enjoy the rivalry. Yeah, I've always what I meant to do and just never got around to. But um, yeah, well, it's just a bit of hotel room. Yeah, we'll try. Yeah, I can just drive. Yes, I Airbnb. Terrifying driving. I don't um, mind driving. I've got I've got the uh, the weasel and get some mileage. Some mileage. Yep. Be fun. It, it's really good. I enjoy it. So yeah, 9th and tenth of April, Carivery. In May, seventh and eighth of April, um, it is Bunningrad. It's a hundred points mid-war using the Leningrad mid-war points list, um, which is... Oh, that's Graham the many Clackers. points, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Graham Clacker's adjustment. We shall see about that one for me. Um, then there is a another announcement. All you dead, keen, and massive European team championship players out there, deep breaths. On the 10th, the 10th to the 14th of August, it is the European Team Championships in Poland, Warsaw. The Flames. Okay, cool. However, that is the same weekend as the Brit 
on was slash is hoping to also put on a Flames of War event. So I think I'm watching your hair that weekend. <laughs> that all weekend. Painting uh, Marders. Um, You're painting Marders. Yeah. So that is what I've got so far. I am going to keep this list and update it. So if you do have an event that you wish to be promoted somewhere in the world, the wacky slash more less Eurocentric, the better. Yeah. Please do drop us a, an email. Yeah. Message. Or whatever. What's your fancy email address? I regretted saying that the second. Like, um, I think it's at breakthroughassault.co.uk. Yeah, I, th- I think you've got a proper bona fide one. Or you can shoot and scoot podcast, or one word, at gmail.com. And it's shoot and scoot. Yes, the word and. Okay, shoot and scoot podcast. Yes. Um, I'm sure it's or find yeah. us on Facebook and message us through there, or the breakthrough yep. page on Facebook. You can message us through there as well. Or become a patron and then we give it the Discord. We're like, hey guys, I'm doing this. Can you mm-hmm. give us a shout out? And we're right yep. sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure our Patreons looked at more than the Flames of War forum. Think... I've got no oh proof my gosh. That That's where the warfare list will be. It is. It probably is. Uh, yep. <laughs> Just tweet it. It'll be on there. Oh my, that because like apparently that's still a thing. Yeah, I didn't. I forgot it was a thing, and then I had to check it the other day for updates because forum post moderation log. Yes, man. Last word is lots of dots. But anyway, we can we can cover that off another time. We can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll do that. Yep. Um, so I think. Yeah, sorry, it's Graham Clacker, not not Santa. Mike Clacker, his dad is Santa. Graham Clacker is like putting together some amazing tournament stuff. So that is for Budingrad, seventh and eighth of May. Shall we scoot and shoot him? Yes. What, Shall what yeah. Tonight? Well, tonight well, we've got an interesting one, guys, because it's um, oh, like a turquoise colour with like a, a golden skull and a halo kind of thing, which seems very Did, um, Age of Sigmarines. Oh. slip that in? Possibly. Sigmarines. So what would the Sigmarines be, do you reckon? Veterans? Uh, I've never felt more mansplaining than trying yeah. to get through the Warhammer Museum and explain the Age of Sigmar stuff to, to, to my long-suffering wife versus you're like, and these are the Sigmarines, which makes no sense to you or to anyone else. Games Workshop really wanted some IP they could protect. <laughs> that so is exactly, that's how I explained it. Yeah, yeah. so instead of ripping off J.R.R. Tolkien and other fancy yeah. writers, they instead decided to create their own background. Right. Yeah, exactly. They went this whole other way. Just right. Anyway, what have we got? Dice. A Sigmarine would probably be a three plus with a reroll. I roll yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So I sit like in the edge of the wood, looking at this gigantic, you know, unholy undead dragon. And uh, you know, failed its cross chest. Failed its cross chest. Oh, the bane of all. See, that's why hedge lines are so important. You can just back off two inches. There's no cross check. I'm yep. inches away. You can't see me. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. The perils of woodland. <laughs> Apart from people <laughs> who like, uh, you know. Late night activity in cars. The Armored Train Wreck of a Podcast you've been listening to the Shooting Scoot, Plains of War Podcast, and the team at Breakthroughs Talk to Cody UK has wanted my support for Battlefield Hobbies, Dice of War, and more whitewash than a Hollywood historical movie. <laughs> Sorry, Tom Cruise. <laughs>
which I still is my favorite, which is my favorite um, Marvel quote. So yeah, can, can that be Hammy's quote? For, because Hammy is trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> 